Hello? Hey, buddy. Hey, sorry about that. I got ambushed. I got ambushed by Christians. No. There was a guy, uh, you know where we said goodbye in front of the train there? Yeah. There was a guy literally up on a soapbox doing his thing. No. Yes. Like, on a, he wasn't on a soapbox, he was on a stepladder, but same thing. He's no, standing up thing. on top of a little three-step ladder doing that. I didn't know people still did that. Oh, yeah. So I had to stop and watch. I was fascinated, and then I was... Obviously, I wasn't heckling, but I was interjecting when it was necessary. Yeah. And we just ended up having a conversation. We drew a hell of a crowd. Oh, um, really? And I... then his friends started coming up and, and battling with me. There was, it was three on one. And Normally, that sounds like a good time. but It was a blast. <laughs> it was so much fun. Uh, the very intelligent kids, uh, like, yeah, except for the believing in God bit, um, yeah, but <laughs> man, could they ever hold their own? It was really a lot of fun, but they wouldn't let me leave. I was like, as soon as you said, I'm ready when you are, I was like, okay, guys, I got to go. And they're like, oh no, we have to finish our point. I'm like, well, God wants me to do my podcast. <laughs> um, you know, I've, I found using the point I made, uh, against Mary, I discovered a fantastic point to use against all every, pretty much anybody that believes that believes in God for any stretch of the reason. Anybody says like, you know, I say, well, I don't, don't believe in God. And they say, well, you know, and they sort of throw it against you and say, yeah. are you judging me for not believing in God? Well, wouldn't Jesus hate it if you judge me? Cause Jesus always said, never judge others. Yeah. Well, we know, um, <laughs> they just, they ultimately, all three of them fell back onto, uh, it, we, well, we can't understand. Our, uh, we're not, we could never understand the complete word of God. So that's why they can't give straight answers. Cause we're, as much, so you're following something you have no idea what you're following. Yes. You don't understand yeah. what you're following, it, and you're following this blindly. Yes. Essentially, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and I got the new in so much as admitted. And uh, well, then I conceded that it's quite possible. That's what I'm doing, too. I'm, I'm using what I have been taught to not believe in him. Um, and you know we could we could be wrong, <laughs> and if we are, we're fucked. Um, like if it turns out these guys are right and I'm wrong, I'm in big big trouble. Um, see, but I don't see. I I actually don't think because I think if there is, if there actually is a god and we're actually supposed to pray to him, we're supposed to judge him. I'm pretty sure that if like I'm confident in this, and if I'm not, you know, I, I have the answer. I'm fine with that. I, I, I can already answer this, but go ahead. <laughs> I think that if Thea comes up to, like, you know, whatever, day of fucking reckoning judgment, whatever, I die, and I'm at the fucking gate holding his hat, it's actually real. Yeah. And you get up there and say, well, you didn't believe in God. You, no, well, let me explain myself why. And if I'm pretty sure that if I explain my theory, I'm pretty sure that as long as God, because God's got to have a form of reason in him somewhere because no. he gave us the ability to do so. That's you subjectifying God, and you can't do that. It's what wrong. It's a, you can't subjectify God. You can't, you can't even give your opinion of what you think God might think. Um, that in itself is wrong. But isn't that what Christians do all the time no. with everything? Yes. Uh, well, then. Because I, I use the argument that uh, I don't like the image of God. If you rebranded it, 
I might, but I don't like that image. Now, I have a, a, a spiritual thing that I, I don't pray to, so to speak, but I believe in a certain degree of spirituality, and that's how God has presented himself to me. And no, you can't do that. Um, that's, that's you subjectifying God, and uh, you, you're not allowed to say who God is or how he presents himself or... Or what but that's would, what they base their entire religion is based off of. He's the image of man. That is subjective. I'm an image of God. Yeah, no, but he, but yes, he put that in their brains. Um. <laughs> but that is just, and this is what I very politely said. See, it's a circle that can't be squared. It's why it's called the epistemological juxtaposition. He can't. It's it is the paradox. Uh, yeah, there's no direct answer to anything, no matter what. Which, by rights, China is self-defeating, too, because why would he leave himself open? If he's so perfect and omnipotent, why would he leave himself open to that paradox? It doesn't... He, he wouldn't. Exactly, he wouldn't. He's perfect. He has to be perfect, or the whole argument's flawed. Right. And, uh, well, we're, we just, we, we're not meant to understand it. But that makes no sense. The argument makes no sense. Exactly. Why would he create something for us to not understand it? Because That's what I said. Case, that makes even less sense. But then, see, I even answered my own question. I said, if we all woke up tomorrow and we all understood it, he'd be out of a job. So, <laughs> we're not, you know, if tomorrow we're all perfect Christians, then what the hell do they do for the rest of their lives? You know, there's nothing to do. There's nothing for him to do if we all just get it. And we go, oh, yeah, you fucked up. Let's not do that anymore. Um, then, then what? He just sits there and waits for us to die? Which really isn't all that long for him because he's omnipotent and he's well, lost for billions of years. And we we think. <laughs> yeah, anyways. <laughs> so, but anyway, it was a blast. It was super fun, but it went on way too long. Um, yeah. A friend of mine got hauled away by the police. And a guy, I had to stop a guy from beating up this one dude. Wow. Because um, he just got up, he's like, you're a fucking idiot. And I said, hey, no, he's not. He's actually quite an intelligent young man. And this guy was, he's a fucking idiot. Anyone who believes that shit is a fucking idiot. And I was like, oh, there's no place for that in my godless world. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk to each other that way. And then I asked him to spread my, my uh, totally non-secular uh, contest. And nice. And they were they were kind of uh, not not too keen on it because it's not. I said, "Come on, it's your golden rule. <laughs> we're just not doing it in God's name. We're just doing it." Yeah, which ultimately well, that should be what he wants. See, I would love. I actually, since I've come up with my full-on theory and explanation of God and Jesus. I would love to actually sit down with a true devout Christian because when I presented this to my girlfriend who is a Christian um, or Catholic, Christian, whatever the fuck, I don't fuck it. Um, but they were all very quick to point out they're not Catholic. Yeah. Because I said, guys, you know, like, if you want any credibility, number one, burn the book. Okay, we all know yeah. the book's crap. Um, yeah. And, and you got to distance yourself from the Vatican because talk about some guys that are going to hell. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> they do it. They do every single thing wrong. Uh, mm. um, so, like, if you want any more, I said that's the problem. It's the, it's the we don't believe the damn book. None yeah. of us do. We're all rushing away from that book. 
they got they got to get rid of the book, and they won't. They love this goddamn book, but they don't because they don't follow the book. The book is wrong. They don't follow specific passages, and that's just not right. God's supposed to probably follow the book. Yeah, exactly, and that's the other argument uh, that we got into because the whole thing about uh, if you speak to a woman on a menstrual cycle, you then have to either stone her to death or go bathe yourself for seven days. Yeah. Um, now, oh, that, well, yeah, no, but that only applies to the Jews. That yeah, was the actual answer. Really, that only applies to the Jews. That was a, a Jewish cleansing ritual that only applied to the Jews, and that, well, isn't that convenient? Oh, so we listen to this bit, but not this bit, that's just for the Jews. Um, so here's, here's a great question that I would love to hear, have them answer that. That means the New Testament is basically just a bunch of shit we don't want to do because we're not Jewish. Yes. So my question is, is, if you guys believe in Jesus and you follow the word, 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 sorry, word of Jesus, Jesus was Jewish. Yes. Why aren't you Jewish? <laughs> oh, because the Jews, the Jews, uh, he was an outcast. They, they didn't love, they, they, didn't, they don't believe in him coming back and shit. But yeah, but he, teams. yeah, but Jesus was a Jewish. Yeah. He was a Jew. Yeah, but he switched teams. He yeah, didn't. Yeah, he got traded. No, that, that no, was he was traded after the fact. Yeah, no, Jesus was alive. He was a Jew. Right. He didn't come back after being Jewish and to come back and say, "I am a Christian." That never happened. Yeah, that's the New Testament. <laughs> that's why yeah. they had to write the New Testament so that that works for them. But he didn't come back and claim his Christianity. <sighs> no, he never claims to be Christian. That's actually in the short story I wrote. Yes, but but that's the thing. I'm not Christian. Yeah, I'm a Jew. I'm Jewish. You people invented Christianity, not me. Yeah. And this is the thing. That's the thing I love. Oh, you know, the word of God, the word of God. Are you Jewish? No. Well, then what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, no. You're going against, Jews, you are going against the word of God by being Christian. No, he was an outcast. The Jews outcast. And he, so technically, he turned his back on them, which technically is sin right there. So he committed the, the sin before we did. But when he... When he, he uh, the whole thing is just fucking contradiction after contradiction, and that's where yep. they just immediately default to, well, we're not supposed to understand it until yeah. Judgment Day. Yeah. Well, then what? Yeah. Then I can just do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, because it's all going to make clear to me on Judgment Day at that moment. And I said, as I was writing down my email address for him, I'm like, if I stab you in the face with this pen right now, it doesn't matter if... He's like, well, but do you really want to live your life that way? And I said, no, of course not, but I don't need God to tell me that. Yeah. I don't think That's we weird. needed someone to hand us the Ten Commandments. I think we already knew that was wrong. That's right. Animals don't do that shit. No, and they have no concept of God. Right. <laughs> we don't, I don't think I've ever seen, and I don't think I've ever seen a wild animal kneel down and pray before a meal. I've no. never seen it. No, they don't. Uh, but that, <laughs> therefore, what the hell? They have no concept of God, and if you have no concept of God, then you can't be, uh, you can't accept Him in your heart, and uh, that's that's why uh, retards can't go to heaven. Um, right. <laughs> um, but then, why the hell did He put animals on the ark? What was the point? Animals can't be saved. Yeah, because they can't conceive of a God, so they can't they can't accept Him in their hearts, and then He can't save them. So why put them on the goddamn boat? Because animals are built by God, created by God, and they're naturally, it's built into them naturally, that's why they're part of the natural environment. It doesn't matter. It makes no sense. And, uh, you know, we are so far worse than they were before that fucking flood. 
We're a thousand times worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. Times a billion. Why yeah, the fuck yeah, hasn't absolutely. he done it again? Yeah. Why would he? Because then he would have to admit that the first one was useless, which clearly it was. Right. We came out way worse. So the whole... So his own argument is flawed. That means he's flawed. That means he can't exist. Ah. Yep. I lost it. That's why my theory about my theory of God, uh, God and Jesus, my theory of it explains all of it. Yes. And my, is, once you, once you, once you get the theory out, once somebody actually listens to it, if they actually pay attention to it, don't review it right away. Just listen to the words. Once they have, there's no refuting what I'm saying has to be true. It's the only thing it makes. It makes spiritual sense, and it makes logical sense. See, I'm going to get up there, I think, and he's just going to be in a lazy boy laughing his ass off, going, you got it, buddy. You got it. Right? This is why I love that episode of Supernatural where there's uh, – uh, do you ever watch the show? Uh, not since, like, literally 2008 or something like that. Okay, so God ended up appearing on the show. Right. And his name is Chuck. And Chuck basically lives in a bar. He, he doesn't drink, but well, he does. But he just sort of sits down and he just chills. And he doesn't really do anything. He just, he just found his happy place. Right. There's a picture on the wall of this guy. And then one of the guys, somebody asks him, say, well, who's that guy? He says, well, he's the guy who got it right. He's the, he's the guy who got it closest to exactly what God is. Yeah. And it's just this random picture of a guy. And, that's an, and it's the, it was just one of the greatest scenes I've ever seen in fucking anything on TV or movies ever. It's just so funny that A, God's name is Chuck, and B, he has a picture of a random human there. He says, yeah, he's, he, he got the theory right. I'll probably edit, <laughs> I'll probably edit this into the episode because it's pretty cool. Um, oh, absolutely. But yeah, I, and then I had to educate these guys. Like They said, well, the, you, you know, there is no ultimate truth and you can't blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, see, then you've got to bring C.S. Lewis into it. You, gotta, you, gotta, you have to be a scholar to have this argument. Yeah. I mean, I'm not just hating on the Bible. I've read, you have to read C.S. Lewis. You have to read David Hume. You have to know what you're fucking talking about. And I know you haven't, you, because you've got a much more transcendental um, spirit than I do. Um, I have to go to the books. You just know this shit. Um, <laughs> uh, but I've told them, I gave them a list of books. Uh, if you want more credibility, read these books. C.S. Lewis was a great Christian, but he did not believe in their stupid book. Um, That's right. Uh, you have to read his books, and then you'll get your point better. And they hate that. They don't like that one bit. But I'm like, guys, you gotta get rid of the book, man. You'll be such a better Christian if you stop listening to that goddamn book. But no, well, my other question is just very quick. My other question about this is, is the um, the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah, because one of the Dead Sea Scrolls that first came out, which got very quickly put away after it came out, because once it got transcribed and got released to parts of the public. <laughs> Christians freak the fuck right out. Because where did these schools specifically state the original rules of God? Right. And, and one of the original rules was, no building or temple shall be built in my name. Right. Yeah. And nobody right. speaks the word for me. But we nobody know. speaks. And that's like, it's written right there. It's, it's, it's written right in it. Yeah, but, but yeah, it's lost in translation. There is no, there is no loss in translation. Everything that exists in every fucking religion, all of them, yeah, no, they it, all go against what the Dead Sea Scroll states, and this was written because for the Bible. Because when it went from the uh, Aramaic or Hebraic to the uh, uh, Greek, 
Yeah. It was very badly mistranslated uh, then, and then it went from Greek into German, and then into Latin. Uh, uh, well, not German, it was uh, Ottoman at the time, but same thing. Um, and but I thought the Dead Sea Scrolls were written in original Hebrew. Yeah. But so, when they translated them, it's it's lost, and nobody can, nobody knows the original Aramaic anymore, word for word. It's it's a dead language, basically. But, um, so we can't for sure know that it said what you're saying it said. Convenient. Oh, I hmm, because I thought that there was a transcript of enough of the original Hebrew so that well, they can. That's what was Mel Gibson's movie. Was all done in the original. Language, I, well, yeah, they're, they're saying it's not, it's not accurate or something. It's, uh, but yet English is. <laughs> well, the whole story of Babel makes That whole Babel thing I, was my original very first problem with the whole goddamn thing uh, was the Babel story and the... You know, because number one, it's 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 his first wrathful thing. Yeah, which makes him look like a dick right then and there. We were getting too close. The tower was getting too close to heaven. He didn't like that, so he fucked us up forever. Alright. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, plug wars. Um. Which is something that yes will be written into my uh, my uh, platform. More access to electricity. Um, oh yeah, this, this is ridiculous. I've constantly got people fighting over plugs. There's one in Waterfront Station. How stupid is that? <laughs> no sense. And by now everybody should know I do a podcast, and I need the plugs. <laughs> no, uh, three hundred people know. Um, speaking of which, you don't have much time, so we should do a quick intro here. Yes, we should. Uh, and then just get right back onto it. I really, I don't even have anything written down except for a couple of things. Um, okay. So, hi there. Happy Saturday. It is August 19th, 2018, and I'm Eric. Shocking Edge is always from beautiful downtown Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, where artificial intelligence is exactly like artificial flavoring. Are you really ready to hand over your whole life to the cerebral equivalent of Skittles and potato chips? <laughs> I don't know. Some of the potato chips are pretty damn delicious. <laughs> That's true. But when we're talking, uh, I don't want what flavor is it and the answer to be purple when it's my <laughs> life on the line. You know, I don't. <laughs> Purple's not a flavor. God help us all. <laughs> Who I don't believe in. Oh, my God. Give me some chips. I'm... <laughs> Speaking of chips, by the way, did you see Doritos has released a, a new flavor? I did not. Steak. Really? It is not good. I could have, well, they did the uh, they did the the drive-through classic cheeseburger not too long ago, and that one I didn't mind. Really? Do you want to know why? Because when you really got into the flavor of it, you could actually taste well the cheese, which is pretty obvious, but you could actually taste mustard. Chief, for a reason I'm not going to explain, I got one of my socks in my mouth one time, and it tasted about the same, in my opinion. Well, a funky sock should taste like a shitty cheeseburger. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> you can't argue yeah. with logic. 
steak flavored Doritos. Yeah, I was excited because well, I love steak. I'm a meat eater through and through. And yeah, no, no, they they miss how they judge that one. I thought that was the one to release. I I don't understand. See, I think what they do is they just spray shit on chips and then put them in front of people and go, "What does this taste like?" And they go, All right, well, "That's exactly steak. what they do." And uh, they go, okay, steak. Yeah, we'll run with that. That's pretty much exactly how it works. Because I, I live for ketchup chips. I can't go a day without ketchup chips. They're the good, but they don't taste like ketchup at all. No, but it's it's a very interesting flavor. There's no denying. Oh yeah, it's my favorite. I'm not a, personally. I'm not a fan. Um, ironically enough, I'm actually not a huge fan of ketchup chips. I mean, I don't hate them. Oh, you know, if they're in front of me, sure, why not? But yeah, I will never. I'll never buy a bag of ketchup. I have a very strict regimen that I stick to. I pick one flavor. And I eat it until I can't fucking look at it anymore. And then I go on to the next flavor. And I do that. And it, they, all, they all come back around. It's all cyclical, right? Um, sooner I, just, I'm on ketchup again, but I saw its way out. And I can't my look at the minute. I can't even look at the bag right now. My favorite is still Doritos Zesty Cheese. See, I, is, I, oh, sorry, Zesty Cheese, yes. And if you're going to make yeah. nachos, you'll... Always with the Zesty Cheese Doritos, and you'll never make nachos without them again. The greatest oh, thing in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. This is where I think Taco Bell screwed up because when Taco Bell introduced Doritos into their uh, their cheesy gordita, should have been brilliant. It should have been the Zesty, not the not the nacho yeah, cheese. Yeah, that's no. where they screwed it up. Absolutely. Uh, Taco Bell in general mixes just so well with their cheese. So they, I. I don't understand Taco Bell. I don't know why people put that in their mouths. Um, uh, I love it. I it's it's bad bad food, and it's not food. It doesn't even feel like food after you've eaten it. I don't no. know. I don't. It, it's for me. It's the ultimate fake food. That's why I love it. It's oh, it's I can so see that. Sure. far from reality. It's so far from anything that it's. Sh- Anything that it's even supposed to taste like, oh, it doesn't taste like any of it. Well, then, um, fair enough. That's a good reason to eat it. But here's a really interesting fact about Taco Bell. I don't know if you know about this. No, please. So I, when I, was down I know nothing about Taco Bell. I know they're owned okay. by uh, uh, the uh, restaurant brands International, who owns Pepsi. Well, they were all owned by Pepsi at one point. Then Pepsi got broken yeah. up into restaurant brands International. That's my extent. I know they're owned with KFC, Wendy's. They're all the same. All part That's of all I know. Right. So educate okay. me, please. So I was in Florida many years ago, and while cruising around, I saw a Taco Bell, and I'm like, "Well, screw it, I'm kind of hungry. Let's go grab, let's go grab some tacos and some and some uh, loaded fries." So we go into Taco Bell. Uh, this is myself and my ex-wife. Uh, we're actually celebrating our 30-year anniversary uh, down in Florida, and um, we pop into talk. As you do, you know, <laughs> you go to retirement community to celebrate your anniversary. It's a weird thing. That's a classy um, anniversary. We want to Taco Bell. We're celebrating this marriage. This <laughs> we union. actually celebrated it. For the record, one of the ways we celebrated was was by going to a flea market and getting tattooed at a flea market. That uh, that has sanctity written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> and yet we're divorced. So strange. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so we ended up at Taco Bell. So I go in and I said, all right, let me grab the um, Crunchwrap Supreme because that's one of my favorites because it's the cleanest of all the tacos to eat because it's all wrapped and sealed up. And I just think it's fantastic. You get the crunchy thing in the middle with the wrap of the tortilla on the outside. I love it. Early. Yeah, well, so let me grab that with the Fry Supreme. So I want to upgrade from the regular fries to the Fry Supreme. Because right. 
which uh, the supreme are the very liberal use of the world. word supreme there, by the way. But well, yeah, but it comes with you know it's got it's got all the stuff that goes on a taco, on the fries. But it's it, got does the that meat, those, the cheese, the sour that, cream, the chives. It's perfect. Does that make them supreme? Like that's just goddamn right. It does. It's just if someone drops a taco on their fries. That's not supreme. But go to any other fast food place. Your only option besides French fries and onion rings is a poutine. Right. You got like okay. six or five separate ingredients. That's supreme. You're getting nachos, nacho flavors and seasonings minus salsa on your fries. That for me, that's I goddamn can't. right supreme. Again, you just you shoot me down left and right tonight. I can't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Sorry. Carry on. You, you ordered with the fries supreme. Okay. So I said, so let me grab the contract supreme with, with, with the contract meal with fries supreme. And she looks at me, she goes, I'm sort of with what? I go, the fries supreme. So you can upgrade the fries to the fries supreme. She goes, this is Taco Bell. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I know where I am. Just make my fries. So like, what's, what's the issue? She goes, Taco Bell doesn't serve french fries. In the U.S., they don't sell French fries in the U.S. at Taco Bell. You're kidding me. Do you know what your side dish is for, for at Taco Bell in the U.S.? This is amazing, by the way. Do you know what the side dish is? No, please. A taco. <laughs> a t- you, already, you get a side of taco with your taco. Yeah, so if you go and say, let me grab four tacos, they'll say, would you like a side taco? And that's their side dish. It's, it's another taco. This is why you end up with a with a reality show host running your country as things like that. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. She's like, where are you from? I'm like, Canada. She goes, you guys got fries there? I'm like, yes. Yeah. Well, what's a fry supreme? I said, well, you know, you have like your regular taco and you got your taco supreme. The taco supreme has got the zesty cheese, the sour cream, the chives, and the meat and everything else all mixed in. He's like, well, yeah. I said, you get all those toppings, including the meat, on the fries. And she goes, well, that sounds delicious. I'm like, you have no idea. Yeah. I said, you need to lobby to get yourself some goddamn fried Supremes out here because it makes no sense how Taco Bell what is just absolutely, up in What a gluttonous concept. You know what would make this taco fantastic? More taco on the side. <laughs> Another taco. And you wonder exactly. why you're all 400 pounds. <laughs> like, not that fries are all that healthy, but no, at least it's I, not another taco. <laughs> I need more taco with my taco. Put it on a taco, just, in a taco. It's just the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what do you offer for a side? She's like, a taco. I'm like, that's not a, that's what you order for your meal. It's not a hey, side dish. You know what else would be funny? So he should make that Trump our president. <laughs> that's how they make these decisions. Oh, thank you, guys. Uh, that's amazing. I'm just uh, yeah, trying, so trying to try everything that. at once. I, I have officially been discharged from my uh, residence. Oh. I was told over the phone. I was I was uh, allowed to stay there last night, and then today they said they'd try to help me find a place, and I called and said, "Hey, any luck?" And they said, "No, and you're out. Your stuff's been packed. Uh, don't don't come here." Jesus. Uh, they didn't say it like that exactly, but uh, they they might as well have. <laughs> they found some beer cans in my locker, which they uh, are are against. So they said that, oh, that was the last sign. I, my, I initially said you should not be in my locker. That's uh, invasion of privacy. Uh, but uh, you know, not so much. It was they let me stay. You're supposed to have a 30 day limit. I was there for over 50, so I can't really complain. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so that what was the next option plate. Uh, no idea. 
<laughs> they are apparently not helping me, which I thought that was the whole point. Um, but I guess no longer. So I'm back to where I was uh, 50, 50 days some ago. odd days ago. Um, which, yeah. back, back to the coffee shop. Hey, Peter, I hope you're, well, I know you're not listening, but if you, I'm coming back, buddy. <laughs> uh, you're about to see me a little more often, my friend. <laughs> well, there's like six guys that live in this coffee shop. Um, <laughs> none of them buy anything, and they uh, they just go there uh, whenever they feel like it, and then they all get kicked out at 6.30 in the morning before the manager shows up. Oh, well, that's still... This guy, that's that, what a cool sh- uh, shop worker. He, he just It's not his shop. He doesn't care. Let him sleep. And the guys are cool. Like They're not, they're not doing drugs or anything in there. They just yeah. go there to sleep, and they're out of the cold, and this guy just uh, cleans the coffee shop and... Uh, and plays on his computer and leaves them alone. And what a great... If every business did that, we wouldn't have homelessness, basically. Yeah, um, these guys, a lot of issues. They very much respect the place. They keep it clean. They get out when they're told to, and they go about their day, and then they go back at night. It's, it, should, it should be the way it is. <laughs> um, no one would ever be on the street at night, and it would be a wonderful world. Huh. But Interesting. That's... Uh, yeah, I, I spent many, many nights there uh, prior to finding this place. Uh, you've huh. got great Wi-Fi, too. So. You just sit there on the Wi-Fi. Um, anyway, and yeah, I'm assuming you can plug in while you're there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just a 24-hour uh, blend. I always want to call it Waves, but it's not Waves. It's Blends. Uh, waves yeah. is across the street, and they're douches. It's really funny, actually. Uh, I don't like Waves. I mean, I don't like really any coffee shop, but I don't like... Waves smells like burnt coffee. I don't like Waves either. I, and I'm, yeah. I have to go there uh, once a week. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. Um, I'm anyway. really sorry. You have to go through that. It's not <laughs> fun. And you know what's funny is uh, the, the, the ex doesn't like Waves either. She's a diehard Starbucks fan, but she knows I don't like Waves, so that's where we meet once a week. Uh, <laughs> she is just so, so special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's she's a good one. <laughs> Would never set foot in a waves when we were together. Never had to be oh. Starbucks or nothing. She will go without coffee if she can't have Starbucks. Well, but you know why that is, though. I can actually tell you why that is. Because it's full of crack. No, because that's what she got served. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, is that ever funny? That didn't even cross my mind. That's probably that's probably true, actually. Um, yeah, that, that burned her. I was thinking about that the other day. Uh, just, I was wondering if she ever listens to the podcast, because I know she trolls me on Facebook, and I, I mentioned the podcast quite often on Facebook, and now I've started uh, publishing it on Facebook. Uh, she must, yeah. no, she must uh, catch it. Um, so she knows who the co-host is and she's got a very good memory. Um, so I'm sure the whole situation is not good for her. Uh, <laughs> what a great, what, what's her, by the way, what, 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 what's her name again? Uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Elizabeth, for the record, it was nothing personal. I was just doing what the law allowed me to do at the time. Oh, she was perfect. perfect. Totally blindsided her. She had no idea. <laughs> oh, what a great victory! Cost me uh, six six weeks of seeing my daughter. Uh, didn't see her for six weeks after that. That's uh, right. Yeah. But, but I, I'm sorry, Aurora, honey. I love you. It was worth it. Every the, the look on your mom's face. My God, <laughs> priceless. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the look when I when I went to leave was I, yeah, I'll never get it out I of my mind. Frostbite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't changed since then, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprised at all. Oh, my friends are walking away. Shoot, I wanted to uh, catch up with them. I did ask. Uh, oh, sorry. I guess. Well, this is weird because it's going to be edited funny. Um, I was actually on my way to go busking. I picked up a a cheap little acoustic guitar yesterday. Um, oh, a little Yamaha. Nothing special, but it sounds good. And it's fun to play. And I thought I would go busking to make up for the twenty dollars that I absolutely couldn't afford to spend on a guitar. Um, I, I would busk and then make up for it, and it was like everything was good. Um, anyway, didn't get around to any busking um, because <laughs> there was a evangelical Christian who calls himself an evangelical uh, standing on a ladder preaching to the corner of Granville and uh, Georgia. Um, <laughs> I didn't know people still did this. I thought that was a thing of the past, and I, I was actually quite pleased to find that they still do this. Um, because <laughs> I don't know, maybe it'll work someday. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, two thousand years of the same thing. Why? Why haven't you figured out it's not working? I don't get that. Um, yeah, it worked for a little while, but not so much. No, not so much anymore. You know, the colonel uh, sucked for years. Uh, he wasn't selling chicken. Um, couldn't figure out. No one wanted his chicken, so he invented. The whole kernel and the herbs and spices and stuff. He actually brought Dave Thomas from Wendy's in to uh, help him rebrand. That's right. And then he sold a lot of chicken. Now he's always selling chicken. He sells his goddamn Toonie Tuesday chicken for three forty nine, um, and people buy it because they love the kernel. Um, this has been a lot. Eleven herbs and spices are amazing. One of the first complaints I ever had on "Is It Just Me?" is you cannot call it Toonie Tuesday and charge three forty nine. It's no, don't tune it. Um, I'm not going to get into that. The man sells a lot of chicken because he figured out that the, the, his sales technique wasn't working, and he came up with a brilliant one. Why okay, can great. Christians not do this? It's a simple rebranding. It's not that difficult. Um, I did it with the podcast. I, <laughs> I, I didn't like the way it was going. I brought in a co-host and changed some graphics, and things increased overnight. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a simple concept. Every group, every organization, every company, everybody does it. Just not Christian. Yeah. I don't get it. Uh, Ginsu, there's right up your alley. Ginsu did it a few years ago and everyone rushed out and bought them again. And there's no uh, shit. I, God, I hate a Ginsu. Yeah. They're terrible. <laughs> they're crap. But everyone bought them because they were the Ginsu and they cut through the can. Now they cut ahead of a hammer. They're still shit. <laughs> it's the same goddamn shitty knives. They just had leftovers, so they changed the name, put them in a nicer box, gave you two for the price of one, and we all went, oh, that's better than Ginsu. And that's the whole thing. It's way better than Ginsu. No, it's the same fucking... Oh, I love it. Now, speaking of, I actually, this gives me something to vent about. Please. Okay, so up on Facebook, uh, an advertisement pops up every once in a while, and it, my God, does it ever piss me off to no end. It's a, it's basically it's a new Ginsu. They're talking about how this knife will stay sharp forever and yada yada yada. All the same bullshit, bullshit that they, the other one claims. For sure. But there is one drastic flaw with the entire advertisement that unless you're in the knife industry or unless you have a pair of eyes, you'd never catch it. Okay. They show three different knives 
but the difference is because when the initial thing commercial comes up for it, they're showing a, a Miyabi, which is the extreme high end version by uh, by Zwilling, right. uh, Hankel Zwilling, everybody knows Jay Hankel. It's their Japanese line. Uh, and the obvious, for the record, are one of my favorite knives in the world. They're really expensive, but my God, they're perfect knives. They're just perfect. So it's, it's, a, it's a Miyabi knife. And this is what they start off showing how, how sharp this knife is. And then the second knife they show is a knife called the Daosong, which is a, another uh, relatively high-end knife, really, really nice quality knife. Nowhere near as good as, well, Miyabi, but still a really nice-looking knife. Sure. So they're showing these knives. And they're, they're talking about how this is their knife, and it's the greatest knife, and it's so sharp, they sharp forever, yada, 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 goes cut through anything. And it's not until the last two seconds of the video where you actually get to see what the knife looks like. And right. the knife that they're advertising at the very end of the video, so the whole two-minute video are three different companies' knives. And they get to the end where you see what the actual knife looks like, and it's a direct ripoff of a global knife. I love it. And it's, it, it, me being a nice guy, it was infuriating. And, and reading people's comments and reading all these comments, it was like, dude, you've seen this? This is amazing. Oh, my God, this is so good. This is amazing. And I, I, I commented on one of them. And I said, for everybody's public knowledge, the first knife you see is a, is a Miyabi. The second knife you see is a Daosung. And the third knife you see is a Global. It's not until the last few seconds where you see the actual knife and it's not an actual global knife at the very end. That is what the knife is that they're advertising. So everything you're seeing and you're commenting on, you're commenting on a different company's knife. I these people it. will get sued if these companies find out about that. Uh, probably not. They probably found some loophole where they don't say it's their knife or something, or they don't for that. Well, they're showing that knife. They don't talk, or you know, um, I don't know. Maybe. There's so many well, ways one guy advertising one to get away with things like that. Um, it's I love it. I love advertising. It's so uh, uh, just devious and and nefarious. The oh, advertising yeah. is evil, and they know, and they do evil shit on purpose. And it's I love it. I love that they can, and they figured out how, and that's that's fascinating. You know, one there's only one person commented on my comment. By the way, of the. I don't know. It's like a thousand comments or some stupid thing like that. One person replied to me. And do you know what they said? What's that? Nice snob. You're just trying to ruin it for, for the rest of us. <laughs> ruin it. This is what's wrong with society, you goddamn idiot. Yeah, I just no, showed you that they're blatantly lying to you, and you're getting mad at me? Hey, that's not shooting the messenger. Talk about uh, the Christian way right there. Right? You know you're fearing. Please don't point out to us that we're being lied to. Uh, it works well for us, and we want to live this way. And, uh, very funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that was a really fun night. An interesting thing about that night. Uh, my friend Chris joined me. I, I just ran into him in the street, and he wanted to come busk with me. I... I got talking to this guy named Zach, very great young man. Uh, he wanted me to mention Ligonier.org. Uh, One more time. Ligonier, L-I-G-O-N-I-E-R.org. He, uh, he says it's the, the greatest uh, Christian website. I asked if I could uh, give a plug to them, if there's some, you know, a church they go to or something, and they said no. Uh, but, but to mention this, Ligonier.org. 
Um, I didn't have a chance to look at it before we got on the air, so, but apparently it's the greatest Christian website ever. Um, why does the proof Christianity is wrong? <laughs> I, he, he was very excited about it, so I doubt that's what it does. Uh, very articulate young guys, really great for their cause. I think this is what you need: some good, healthy, good-looking young guys to uh, come out and uh, put a fresh face on a, on a crappy thing. I, they unfortunately they can't explain certain things that I take issue with, uh, the Spanish Inquisition, um, witch burnings, uh, very many examples of Christians, very unchristian-like behavior, um, in the name of God. Templar. Yeah, and it's very simple to say, well, we're not them. Uh, well, yeah, but you, you are, because you judging the rest of us for the same they said, well they weren't thing. they weren't acting in god's you know they weren't acting the will of god yeah but they thought they were they believed they were whether 200 years later we figured out they weren't they they were at the time that was their yeah. reality so i'm sorry uh, 200 years from now we can find out you're wrong uh it's you're all doing what you think is what god wants and that's what they thought god wanted they weren't you know, and for 2,000 years, you guys have been wrong. 2,000 years you've been wrong. Look how many times you guys have rebranded yourselves in the sense. Oh, we thought it was witches. No, that was wrong. Yeah. No, that was wrong. No, this was wrong. That was wrong. That was wrong. It's always wrong. Yeah. And my science, uh, much faster when we're wrong to figure it out and adjust. And uh, also, uh, we can repeat our results. Um, yeah. And that's how we know it's real. Uh, cause we just do it again and again and again. And we <laughs> keeps happening again and again. It's Hume's theory called deductive reasoning. Um, they don't like that. Uh, be, but they can't prove they can't, there's no way to read. There's no evidence. And if they said, well, God doesn't, well then why would he let us prove everything else? But this one big fucking thing. Yeah. Because uh, we, we repeat things and we, that's our proof. That's how we prove. Well, that's because God lets us. Well, then, why would he keep the one that he depends upon to yeah. himself? That makes no sense. Uh, sorry, I don't want to spend the whole show on this, but it's just I keep going back to it. <laughs> Something I do want to mention, because we are going to be on Anchor.fm, I think exclusively for now, I'm I'm really... Struggling with the Spreaker decision now uh, because they went and wiped out my archive anyway. Uh, I just found out today. Now, it is um, on Anchor, so it's not lost. Um, okay, good. It was all put on Anchor, and Anchor did distribute it to all the other ones. And while we were not being distributed last week, our uh, archived episodes were still available to the public. Okay, uh, so cool. anything that was already on iHeartRadio was not removed from iHeartRadio. They just weren't putting new stuff. And now uh, that circle has been squared, and they are putting new stuff. These guys are working overtime all weekend for us and have got us back up on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, iHeartRadio. They're just – I'm getting emails every five minutes. Here's another one we did. Here's another one. Like, these guys – what a great – Anchor.fm is just – my God. How fantastic. They answer, a real human answers my questions, and I explained to them, look, this is a transitional period for us. We just got a bunch of listeners, finally, after six months. 
Um, I'm not going to give you all the credit for it, but we, we both know. Um, but thank you, Anchor. Thank you, guys. Yeah. You, That's you, what you I'm really, I know, I know um, uh, Eric has been very much, uh, like, you know, contacting you guys on a regular basis, and you've always been able to answer the question back, usually in a very, very fast period of time. Thank you guys for everything you've done for us. And so we will much. do our best to represent you well without trying to embarrass you too much. And promote and promote the hell out of them. I did get a thing at the beginning saying that when we are in, on, uh, say, other me- media for whatever reason, we, we introduce, uh, I'm, God, I'm Gord from Anchor.fm. Um, I'm Eric okay. from Anchor.fm. Um, that's, that's something we've been asked to do. Um, um, and I have no problem with that. I was doing that the whole time I was on the speaker. <laughs> I'm Eric from, if you notice the videos, I always send those goofy little videos. They always say from Spreaker and anchor.fm. Um, yeah. always, I, I tried to launch, I didn't follow through last night, but I am trying to launch a new little side show. It was just, it was basically, I, I'm back to work. So I've got more time on my hands to do shit now. <laughs> uh, which is ironic <laughs> so I wanted a, uh, a podcast where I talk at work um, and it is called Rough Kid and I've launched it on Podbean but I don't know if I'm going to stick with that but I always liked Podbean so I keep trying to go back to them but it's roughkid.podbean.com and roughkid R-U-F-K-I-D is short of course for are you fucking kidding me <laughs> That is fantastic. Yeah, I spent half my day coming up with that yesterday. Well um, done. That was good time. That was time well spent. And now, obviously, I'm sure you can sense what I'm getting at if you've been listening to me for the last 40 minutes. It's time to make the decision. Um, I thought I was reaching a larger audience by having a G-rated podcast. Um I don't know necessarily that that's a fact. And I haven't got an answer. What I would like to do is ask the wonderful people at Anchor, is there a minimum allowable uh, number of slip-ups before we have to change ourselves uh, and identify as explicit content? And if there is no minimum, I'm leaning very strongly towards just checking that box. So let me ask you this, Eric. If you flip that box and you say this is you know, explicit content, in order for somebody to go up to listen, all they have to click is a button that says I'm 18 or older, correct? I don't even know if they have to do that. I, I, I'm assuming you're right, but I, I don't even know if it goes that far. I think it's, it's different for each uh, site. So then I say, who cares? Put the explicit so at least it's there as the warning. If we swear, so be it. If we don't, well, so be it. You know, my only concern back in the day was because the first uh, site that picked me up was iHeartRadio. Massive, yeah. massive uh, uh, radio platform uh, in North America. I don't know if it's a European thing, but I know across North America, iHeartRadio is huge. Mm. And they were the first to uh, 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 syndicate me. So my whole thing was do not piss off iHeartRadio. That, that, that's been my mantra. Whatever iHeartRadio wants, iHeartRadio gets. Um, and they were very specific about the swearing? Uh, to my knowledge, yes. Uh, they're, but I don't, I don't know. I haven't 
researched enough to know how uh, other podcasts do. And now I know Bill Burr, very huge with his Monday morning podcast. It's gigantic. If you know Bill Burr, the stand-up. Oh, big fan of him. He, he is swearing. Yes. And he's everywhere. He's yep. like, he's almost Joe Rogan big with his podcast. He swears. Joe Rogan swears. Yep. Um, as far as I can tell, I might be the only one who doesn't swear. That's not directly geared toward children or something. So I, I, our listenership, this I know from our stats, which I study ad nauseum. Um, the episodes you're on do much better than the ones that you're not on. That's, that's a fact. The ones where okay. it's just me by myself, uh, not, not, not the downloads, not the listens, not, not even close. Um, oh. It's close, but, but it's, there's a definite increase when you're on the show. Um, so, yeah, with you that like in me. mind, uh, they do. It's, 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 the numbers don't lie. Um, awesome. And, oh, this is the other problem I have with the speaker thing, saying I'm not going to go back to speaker, and yet we've got new listeners on speaker since they stopped publishing us. So, uh, something to think about there. Uh, we have 10 new listeners on, on speaker, and over 400, uh, 400 listens to uh, whatever's their 50-some-odd episodes. So, wow. Uh, and That's awesome. Yeah, great. Uh, 30, 40-some-odd downloads. In July, which doesn't Ooh. sound like a lot, but to me that's huge. I never expected that. No, that's I'm I'm ecstatic to hear that. So great. I do I download. That's awesome. I do have to uh, keep Speaker in mind. There's some kids over there that like us. But hey, if you're listening on Speaker, listen on Anchor. Same thing. It's the same thing. Just it's just you know, it's not a big deal. And I am uh, I am developing a a personalized embedded player. Uh, that you can have on your site. So it won't be site-specific. It'll be the Is It Just Me embedded player uh, designed by me. So it's a nice-looking player if you look at your computer screen while you're playing. I don't know why that matters. I don't care what it looks like. I don't look at it. Um, But I'm putting a lot of effort into it, uh, making a nice Is It Just Me uh, podcast player and embedding it. For the time being, you'll get embedded whatever I can get my hands on. So if it's Podbean or Anchor or whatever I happen to be publishing from, that's the one you're going to get. But I am developing a special Eric and Gord player. Um, Awesome. A free one. You can spend a lot of money on this stuff, I've just recently learned. Um, Oh, God, yes. Like hundreds of dollars to get a custom-made fake uh, faceplate thing on your screen, um, which essentially, that's what it is, it's a fake faceplate, like a stereo, yeah, like a car stereo, um, but you can pay hundreds of dollars for this thing, for other people to, I, I've, I've been to a lot of free sites, because I was thinking maybe SimDiff isn't the way to go, I'll check out some other ones before I point you in the direction, because I was telling you how to create your own website, yes. so I went and looked into actually 10 different ones. Uh, to see if there was something better than SimDiff for you specifically. Um, now, first of all, all the free website builders I can find out there are $300. That's not free. Yeah, no. They don't, they don't understand that concept, apparently. And they spring that on you somewhere after they already get all your information. Yeah. Um, somewhere, it could be halfway through designing your site. It could be right at the beginning, which I appreciate, but it's like, okay, uh, click here for your background theme or whatever 
And that's when it pops off. For $300, you can continue. Well, what the hell did I just do for 20 minutes? Tell me that at the beginning. Um, square, something square, square box, square, something, I don't know. Um, I forget. They're, they weren't fun to work with. Um, screw them. Wix was not fun. Sighty, there's hundreds of these guys, and they're not fun. Simdiff is the way to go. Um, very easy, very user-friendly. Uh, the domains, you can buy your domain if you want. You're not forced to like some of these other ones. And these other ones will say, oh, we'll give you your domain name for free. But the site's $300. Well, then, what the hell? <laughs> I, it's not free. The domain name? I don't know. And then I went on this, this one in East India that does free domain names, and they asked some questions that I wasn't comfortable answering. Uh, I think it's a scam. Where they're just collecting information on people. So. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, no. But, yeah, uh, very interesting how this, this world works. It's... Uh, you could go to companies. There's companies all over Vancouver, I've discovered, that specifically do um, what I've done on my cell phone and charge you hundreds and hundreds of dollars uh, to do it for you. I, uh, it seems stupid to me, but I, uh, maybe they're fantastic. I don't know. I, I don't see the difference between websites. I, is it just me, or does it matter that much? I, no. Is a $1,000 website look better than our website? I don't see it. Um. But yeah, that's something I've neglected, I, and I need to get back to is, is pumping our website up a bit. So I tried to do a little bit this weekend, didn't do much, but uh, it's a transitional period. I explained this uh, the other night when you weren't on board. It's a rough patch, um, but it, it has to happen. It's a, it's a, a renovation, and yeah. we're going to look much better. Our sound quality, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the new episode. Uh, I, in the, the one you just posted? Yeah. No, I you, didn't get a chance. The last two that I've posted, you actually sound better and more clear than I do, <laughs> which is a huge, and I don't sound bad. I sound like I always did, and you, uh, you can finally hear you. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I haven't heard the new ones yet because, uh, well, I'm working, I'm in the process of working six days straight, and, um, you know, mornings are killing me. I mean, doing these morning shifts are just absolutely killing me, so... Um, my nights are very busy every night trying to keep things organized and, right. you know, in an effort the to, and all that stuff. In an effort to prove that I am committed to this, I splurged on a new headset and tested it out last night. It sounds amazing. I'm not using it right now, unfortunately. It's uh, wireless and it's dead. Um, but it sounds incredible. So I now sound great. You sound fantastic. That that uh, going great. So thank you, listeners, for putting up with what you did. I know it's part of the fun, but I swear we're funnier when you can hear us. I promise <laughs> that much. I promise to be true. Um, you asked for it, and we've delivered. I'll say that much because everybody said no. Got to yeah. get clear. Got to make our voices clear. So here we are, crystal clear. Stop goddamn complaining. And I've been going back. <laughs> I, I have been going back and listening to uh, my old stuff because of this thing with the archives coming up. I wanted to hear them. And uh, it, this show's come a long way. Yeah. And I've I got to say, it's very different uh, since you came on. And I'm loving it. I, it's funny stuff. It's, it's a really entertaining show and informative. And uh, everything I wanted it to be, except I want audience participation. I'm begging for audience participation. 
And I don't understand. People will comment and call about anything. Why the hell won't you comment about anything we're doing? I think it's we're inviting you to. Maybe they haven't been able to hear us, or it's the jumping around from site to site. They don't know how to. But that hasn't changed in a few months, so that's not really an excuse anymore. Um, and I still maintain the anchor.fm is the easiest way to go. You can go anytime you want, talk about anything you want, and you'll just be on the show. It's that easy. Yeah. And like I said, if you don't want to be on the show, just mention it ahead of time. Yep. They say, look, I don't, I don't want to have this posted on there, but can my topic be brought up? Yes. Or can my statement be stated? Totally okay. 100%. We will not throw our listeners under the bus and say, hey, Steve from there is a dick. You know, we're going to tell them this. No. We're, we'll still call you a dick, but Probably, we won't yeah. throw your name out there. And I'm still I'm on the fence. I haven't made a final decision yet, but I think we're, we're going we're gonna to be able to call you a dick, and I won't have to worry about it. I think we're just going to go with that. It just seems to make sense. Because um, I don't want to have to be calling people penises. I just don't know like the word. And I've been, <laughs> I've been slipping up lately because a lot of things are making me angrier again, which uh, I'm glad. I was getting worried about myself for a while there. I wasn't angry enough. Um, <laughs> it's not healthy. But I've got a lot of things making me healthily angry, and that's why Rough Kid didn't happen last night. I still want Rough Kid to happen because I think it's just a funny concept. Um, I was thinking we could both use it possibly as a platform when we're not together. If we just have something to say, just a quick five-minute F you, uh, Rough Kid. <laughs> Which, again, if people didn't catch, is R-U-F-K-I-D, and it is short for Are You Fucking Kidding Me? Um, <laughs> and I have a feeling I'm going to giggle every time you say that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I do too. I think it's And I, I've just got a picture, like, kind of an ugly kid Joe type um, uh, logo, <laughs> you know, that... that <laughs> Like a little, an angry Calvin from Calvin and Hobbs and just, a rock kid. Um, <laughs> Pissing on the fourth symbol. Yeah, yeah lots, lots of places I could go with this. I had fun with it at work yesterday. I'm not returning to that job, I've been told. Uh, so, uh, that's a funny thing. This temporary labor situation uh, is very interesting to me because you, you're automatically inclined not to do a good job because you know you're not coming back. But the only way they might have you back is if you do a good job. So it's, it's a dichotomy all day long. Do I do good and maybe get a full-time job out of it, or do I just do shit because I know I'm not getting a job out of it? Uh, now, in this particular circumstance, the guy was interviewing people in front of me all week, so I assumed I wasn't getting the job. Yeah, um, pretty clear indication. Naveed, uh, good job. And by the way, uh, uh, Starseed, uh, uh, you were in on this, and I didn't get to tell you, I, I just decided to call him a different Our Lady Peace song every day. <laughs> uh, uh, it was great. Every morning. Hey, good morning somewhere out there. How are you? Uh, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't get it. Nobody in the yard got it. Nobody knew what I was doing but me, but it's still hilarious. Um, <laughs> lo- loved every minute. And then I just found out his name uh, is spelled N-A-V-I-D, which that's David. That's not the V. That's, that's David. David. That's yeah. That's, so, that's David. Yeah, David. Um, so that was all yesterday, all Friday, David. Um, you don't call somebody David, D- David. David, no, never. <laughs> I, no, he's David. Sorry, sorry, David. Um, <laughs> don't worry, buddy. We're all innocent. Um, and for the record, I'm not mocking you for your name. Just for your pronunciation of it. Yeah, it's <laughs> your wrong. parents are your parents are silly people. <laughs> um, 
They, I, I knew, I knew I wasn't getting rehired back. That doesn't affect my employment. I just go somewhere else on Monday. Um, yeah. But I also received two dollars an hour less than I was told I was going to get. Uh, oh, that's not right. And at five o'clock on a Friday afternoon, no one is available to discuss that. So it just happened, and I'm not back Monday. So convenient for them. Uh, yeah. Uh, boss isn't there when the checks come out, and I I'm no longer returning to that place. So what do I do? Do I, am I gonna go out of my way after working somewhere else to go get like two bucks an hour? They're hoping not. Um, no. It's fourteen hours. hours. Fourteen hours on so, that on that particular check. So we're talking twenty twenty bucks. Not even uh, what, fourteen times twenty eight bucks. Twenty eight bucks. Am I gonna go all the way to? Uh, Burnaby, I don't even know where the hell in Burnaby it is. Um, no idea where <laughs> I was. I just got on the bus. Dollars on, are you going to willing to spend thirty-two dollars on transit to get there? to get twenty-eight bucks? Yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm going to go spend thirty-two dollars to get my twenty-eight. They don't think I won't, and I think I, that has special episode written all over it. In my opinion, um, I kind of agree. <laughs> so we'll see, David. We'll see how I do. Um, because then I, I am getting another check from this company uh, at the end of next week. So if it's the same, then uh, that could be an issue because that's a, a full week of work. Yeah. Um, but still, I don't, I don't, I'm not digging this temporary labor thing. It's, uh, it's a great company. And the reason I chose to do this is because they will, they are, they've got trainers that can train you to do whatever you want to do for free. Like if I want to drive a, if I want to be a crane operator, they'll train me yeah. to do that uh, for free and I can go do that. Or, or, uh, a uh, heavy machine operator or whatever. Um, you, you know the problem with these companies is I did, um, when I first moved out to BC, I, I worked a little bit for one of these, uh, the temporary lazy things where they put you through different companies to try to find the right fit. And one of the things my resume is I have overhead crane experience. I've got like eight years of it when I worked for the monument industry. I've got another... I don't know. I worked on this company for like five or six months uh, doing overhead crane experience with them. So I got all this overhead crane experience. You don't have a ticket. And so well, I don't have a ticket, but I mean, I have the experience, which means what? it would take nothing to certify me. Yes. Um, so she, so I'm talking to Lee. She's like, oh, so you have overhead crane experience. But yeah, she goes, but you're not certified. No, I'm not certified. She goes, okay. She goes, well, I have this one company in this factory. It's going to be great. She goes, you got the overhead crane experience. It's great. You can get in there. Um, and we'll get your work in the crane there. I'm like, perfect. She was because you don't require a certificate uh, to get in there to work a crane if you're part of a temp agency, if you have the experience. I'm like, oh, perfect. So I show up for my first day of work at this place, and it took me an hour and a half to get there. And I get there, and I find out that I'm actually there to only work a two-hour shift. Oh, wow. Which means I'm traveling for three hours to work for two. Right. Which makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. But once I get there for my two-hour shift, I said, so I go, so what's, what kind of crane you guys use? He goes, what crane? I said, you guys got the overhead crane. That's why I'm here, to work on the overhead crane. He goes, we don't have any overhead cranes here. Wow. But that's why I'm here. I was specifically told the reason I'm coming here is for the overhead crane thing. This is what he, I said, your company is called, it was, it was something crane. was the name of the company. <laughs> like the name crane. He goes, no, crane's the guy's last name. Oh, Jesus. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, oh, my. Like, That's you know, hilarious. Yeah, there you go. See how great it is to just go to that? What a great podcast. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, right? <laughs> what, the, what the fuck was the matter with you? I can't uh, believe it. So I just got to keep plugging that. Um, I will give you the, the information. You can just go do episodes 
and not tell me it would be funny. So I just pop out. And pod beat, you don't do anything. You just once you once you push stop, it does all the work for you. Um, oh, okay. Uh, not like the one I now have to work for hours and hours and hours to make sound like it does, so you don't even listen to it. Great. Um, <laughs> other I want do. to. For the record, I want to. I really do, but. As soon as I get up and start listening to it, because the only chance I have to do is right before I go to bed, and as soon as I get up to do it, I fall asleep. Yeah, I know. It's I not the episode that's putting me to sleep. It's just the fact that I don't get enough sleep. So yeah, I fall asleep quite often uh, too, and I and then I ruin my headphones because um, I roll over and break them. Uh, so I got these wireless headphones yesterday, and they're fantastic, and they sound. The microphone is incredible. I sound like an angel. Um, so awesome. you'll get to hear that soon. And I've never had wireless headphones before. It's nerve wracking. It's really weird uh, to get used to. No, I don't like them. I've never owned them, but I, I don't like them. I kind of, I kind of <laughs> think I don't as well. It's because I still uh, now I, I I I still worry about the wire, and I I walk like I've got a wire in my ear, and I and I I trip over a wire that's not there. I don't know. It's really weird. I just got them late. Weird. I got them late last night. I've only tried them once, so I can't say anything okay. about. I, mean, I, I, I didn't pay full price, by the way. People who are going, oh, are you buying wireless headphones and you're not? Yeah, yeah, no, I don't. I don't buy things in stores. Yeah, <laughs> I get the discounts. <laughs> um, I am not a fan uh, of earbuds at all. Um, I, it's one of when I have headphones, I want the full ear coverage. Oh, like really? Ones. Oh, no, yeah, I'm wide. No, this I'm, is why I own the Bose noise-canceling headphones. Oh, see, I'm all earbud. I'm all yeah. earbud. Earbud or nothing. My ear canal is not designed to hold them. I just tried my brother, same thing. You know the weird thing in the, in the middle of your ear, like the thing that holds them in? Yeah. My brother was born with two of those. In one ear? Yeah, in one ear, yeah. And my mom had it removed because she thought it looked freaky, but now he can't wear earbuds. Hmm. That's really weird. I've, yeah, I've never heard of that. And uh, ankle bone. You know your ankle bone that sticks out? He had two of those, too. He was a freak. Yeah, he was a mutant. I wonder if he had a twin that was, like, a twin that was born inside of him that they fused together. I would have... He, that seems very much like something he would do. If he... <laughs> he would he took eat, over the other soul and devoured him. Easily. Yeah, just, just so he had more room for nine months. I wouldn't wouldn't bat an eye about it. No, I wouldn't think does not value human life whatsoever uh, if it's in the way of his comfort. I um, really like this man. <laughs> he is he's inspirational. He, uh, when he talks about the brown people that have moved to Brandon, Manitoba. Oh my God! I want, they, they're like cattle. I just kick them out of the way. Uh, uh, just, that was, they're like cattle. You just got to kick them and they move. That, that's, this is his <laughs> description of Syrians. Um, oh, they're not bad. They're just like cattle. You just kick them and they move. I like <laughs> how he describes Syrian refugees. That's verbatim. And, oh, uh, man. Just, I guess for their public record, I'm supposed to say, that's terrible. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, just could not be more opposite of me. And yet I'm, I'm so in awe of him. He's, he's just chiseled out this perfect life where he really is the center of his universe. And uh, it's great. He's, a, he's just got the perfect life for himself. See, yeah. I've never believed that I'm the center of my own universe. I just think I'm the center of everybody else's. 
<laughs> Very nice. Well, this is a man who, at 14 years old, just decided he didn't need family anymore, and he went off on his own. And uh, we, we, our family said, we're moving to Kelowna. And he said, all right, have fun with that. <laughs> and, uh, and I thought that was so cool and hip. And he, he moved in with a friend's family. He didn't live on his own, obviously. Um, and I thought that was cool and hip. And it took me years to... Uh, to get in my mind, who the hell was my mom to just abandon her 14-year-old 2,000 kilometers away? Um, what parent allows that shit? That's not good parenting. Um, See, I actually disagree, because if she did, if she forced him to come along, that could have put him down a very dark path of resentment oh, 100%. He would have hated her, he would have hated me, he would have hated everything. And yeah, he never recovered, because so he's like that. He holds grudges. Yeah, so I I completely get that. Um, and she you know, was funny. I was had a conversation with my mom a little while ago. We were talking because uh, I hung out with my um with my nephew for the first right. time. Yeah, you went to the nice place. That went to the nice place, and um, well, it turns out right. <laughs> That's funny. That's right. Um, so turns out that um, uh, he was talking to my sister, his mother, about about our experience. He's like, "How did you?" He goes, "Oh, I had a great time. It was a lot of fun." Blah blah blah. And uh, she goes, that's great. Now, we talked about my relationship with my sister. It's a very, it, it's a very, very, very many years. Most of my life, it's been a very strange relationship between the two of us. Uh, she, she just never liked me, and I always, I used to always look up to her, and I always thought she was the cool, the cool girl, and I always wanted to be a part of her life, and she wanted nothing to do with me, and it just got worse from there. Right. Um. You know, and you know, there's, there's a resentment and all this other you know bullshit that goes along with it. Um, so he was asking her, like, of course, about you know why and everything else. So while we and him were talking, and he told me that one of the big things was how I got away with murder. Like, I I got away with everything with my parents, and she didn't get away with anything. Right. By the way, if I can just say real quick, with, with me and my brother, absolutely yeah. true, one hundred percent. I got away with everything. He got away with nothing. It was totally he's, true. He's the firstborn, right? Yes. Well, that's why. And yeah. that's just the way it is. The first child is always the most heavily protected because by the time the second one comes around, they, just, they, they don't care anymore in this sense. It's not that they don't care about you. Yeah. They just don't, they don't care about as many rules. They, they, they've gone through this crap already. They realize that, half, that they didn't think it worked. Now, realizing that it actually usually does. Looking back on it now, it's total bullshit. He got screwed. Huge. Um, oh, good. Uh, out of service. Um, anyway, sorry, continue. Yes, uh, I, was just, I just wanted to point out that I, he was right on that. So I don't know if your sister was, but, but my brother definitely was. See, I think, in my, the way I see it, and this is kind of the way I worked with my mom, uh, wasn't this bluntly, but this is where I say I got screwed. Because one thing, I craved, as I got a little bit older, I craved discipline. This is why I was with my ex-wife, because, well, she was a disciplinary type person where she just loved to beat a person down and I kind of craved that because I didn't have any discipline growing up and that was one of the big things because unlike my sister where she got in trouble she would take you know she'd shut up and she would learn from her mistake and she wouldn't repeat the same mistake twice Gordon on the other hand I couldn't be disciplined all right um, and this is what I was talking to my mom about so I'm like you know like look I said like, no, like I understand I put you guys through absolute hell you know, like you tried to discipline me. They, and this is why the point I always want to get across my sister. They tried to discipline me. Mom and dad really did try to discipline me. They tried to ground me. They took things away from me. They tried everything that, that's in the parental book to do. 
but they couldn't get away with it because I didn't allow it. Because the only way they could have fully disciplined me is to do something legal, which would be to like to physically tie me up and ball gag me, which you can't do. It's against the law. You know, it's called imprisonment, you know, um, or enforceable confinement. So there's not, their hands were tied. You know, and this is what I was trying to explain to him. I'm like, you know, like, it's, yes, I, I mean, I got away with, I got away with murder in this sense, but I didn't, it's not like they didn't try to discipline me. It's not like mom and dad said, oh, well, yeah. they would come down to me. They would freak out. They would yell. They would scream. And we would have these arguments. And I just laugh at them. Yeah. Because they couldn't discipline me. And if they say, you're grounded, I'm like, <laughs> and then walk out the door. Sure. Yeah. There's nothing they could have done. You know, so it was, it was an interesting conversation. So we, so we had this conversation. I explained this to him. thinking like, look, your mom's justified in why she says this, but here's why she isn't. Because she thinks it's because of this reason, but it's not because of that. Right. So, so, so I'm talking about all this. She goes, well, the other thing that was brought up was, uh, was my nephew, uh, Nick, for the record, um, had said, um, Hi, Nick. This is so, Gord, hi, Nick. <laughs> uh, so, Gord told me some interesting stories, was his term, which terrifies my sister. <laughs> sure, of course. <laughs> As it should. That, that's As it should, because... I've done some fucked up shit and I've, you know, I've, I've lived a very interesting life, as you know, and I've done some terrible things and I've done some terribly good things. I shudder to think what uh, my niece is going to think of me when we have that relationship. She's only, oh my God, this is terrible. She's, she's less than 10. That's what I'll say. I don't know her age. I'm a horrible, horrible uncle. Um, but yeah, because uh, my brother and I, two very, very different paths in life yeah and that he ended up with uh money and a beautiful wife and a wonderful daughter and a nice house and two cars and i'm on granville street with my <laughs> podcast to keep and him walking around a cemetery <laughs> uh yeah so um well, which one of us was right oh only god knows <laughs> here we go again because <laughs> um, i'm living a lot more like jesus i'm just saying uh, anyway, sorry, continue. But, no, he right. told interesting so, stories, and that's great. That's what so he said about. that, and my sister legit, like, freaked out. She's Because like, her wording one was, that she just said, oh, my God. I was afraid of that. It was, was her wording to it. She said, I was legit afraid of this. And so my mom said, she's like, do I want to know what you told them? I'm like, well, I said, I said we talked more about my relationship with Taya before anything else. Um, Taya's my sister, by the way. Um, uh, we talked more about that than we did about any crazy stories, but like the only, like, I really only shared one actual story with him, which was my, my grade eight story of me going to, when I went to grade eight and how I had, um, uh, I'll, I'll see if I can do this quickly. Um, I was at a private school two weeks early. I went to the, I went to my, my friend's public school with them on their last day of school and I'm walking in the hallway and I'm talking, I'm swearing as I normally do. I'm like Jim walking past the guy playing Stairway to Heaven, by the way. Oh, nice. Oh, there it is. Yeah, people do that. Yes, they do. Um, not very fluent with it, but that's okay. No, he's actually terrible. He's here every night. Um, <laughs> yeah, would you think he'd get better by now? But no. Sorry. Hey, Mike Myers, you were right. In the first Wayne's World, you're totally right. That's right? Um, <laughs> no Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> sorry. Carry on. <laughs> um... So yeah, so I, I, a teacher had pulled me off the side and started giving me shit for, well, swearing, 
and everything else. And she goes, you're going to sit down and talk to the principal, and you know, we're going to talk. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to discipline you about this. And I'm, I just went along with it because I thought it was really funny because they don't know I'm not a student yet. And um, so they sit down, the principal sits down, he goes, what's your name? I said, Gord Strain. He goes, okay. So he brings it up, and he goes through the records. He goes, I can't find your records. Said, That's because I'm not a student. You're a goddamn idiot. All right. And he, and I just ended up messing off to them and all this stuff, and I walked out of there laughing because there's literally, legally, and technically nothing they could do about it. So it was really funny. So then the very next year, when I actually had to go to that school for grade eight, my first time back in public school in two years, um, the very first day I get hauled down to the principal's office, and <laughs> the principal's like, so, you're now my student. I'm like, yes, I am. And you remember me. He's like, oh, I remember you. I'm like, ah, damn it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, um, so my, my school year started off terribly, but what the whole basic story was is that when I was in grade eight, uh, we had this amazing French teacher. I think I might have shared the story with you. I can't remember. Um, but we had this great French teacher. Loved this woman. She was awesome. Uh, she, she spent time with us to really try to learn uh, those of us, me specifically, that were really behind in French, um, i.e. I knew nothing. Um, uh, she really tried to help me along with the course and everything else. Well, she left halfway through the year for pregnancy leave. And we were really broken up with her because we all loved her. She, she was just one of my favorite teachers. She was a great, great, great woman. And for the record, no, I don't remember her name. And that really does tear me apart because she was awesome. I wish I could remember her name. Look her up. Um, so I, will, uh, I will do my best. Did you um, know that? Are you where you went to this school? Pardon me? Are you now living where you went to this school? Oh, God, yeah. Okay, go to, if, if you've never done it, it's a blast. Go, go to your old school and walk around. So much fun. I actually, I, I got to do that to my high school and to that grade school. I should really do that to both of them. Uh, I went back to my first elementary school one time uh, in my 20s, and what a blast. It was very small. I yeah. remember it being huge, and then when I got there, everything was tiny. And I was like, why is this place so tiny? It was gigantic. Because <laughs> um, you were tiny. It's really, really fun. Um, that was Betty Gibson Elementary in, in Brandon, Manitoba, named after Betty Gibson, who was important for some reason. I don't remember why. Um, I met her. Not important. I met her once. When I won the oh. Betty Gibson Literary Award, uh, she presented it to me. I was in the third grade. Uh, I oh, that's cool. didn't know who she was, other than her name was on the school, so that was neat. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Oh, Go do that. Don't worry. It's fun. <laughs> I, will dev- I will certainly do that. Um, so anyway, so we were in grade eight, um, so we had substitute teacher after substitute teacher, and the reason for that was because we didn't like the first two substitute teachers we had, so we ended up rebelling, and it was, it ended up being the whole class for the most part, it was pretty much the whole class, those who weren't part of the full rebellion just didn't do anything about it because, well, they knew better. I'm sorry, um, I don't care if you're a, a Jewish person or a Falun Gong or anyone who says they're uh, being oppressed, no one gets it like substitute teachers. Oh, no, it's true. They, they are the most abused just for no reason. They are just no. tortured. It, that's, a career, that's a job you do because you love it. Um, yeah, and, that's, and I, I, I mean, nowadays I, feel I understand um, better, and I, I, would, I would hope to think I wouldn't treat a substitute teacher that way if I were to go back, but... Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, so we, uh, so we ended up going through 13 teachers in <laughs> half a semester. Uh, That's gotta be a wreck. Teaching as, 
well, two of them quit teaching as a profession. Yeah, you did mention this once before. Yeah, that's so amazing. We picked up little Dwayne and threw him out the window in his desk when one of the teachers came in under uh, Iron Thumb Rule. That so is fantastic. This, I, it was great. So I shared this. I, I, that's the story I shared with Nick. And uh, he didn't, again, he didn't tell my sister about it uh, in, in detail. He just said he just shared some very interesting stories. He's a really interesting guy. And what terrifies my sister the most about all this is that he keeps repeating to her and to my mother, keeps repeating to both of them is, we, Gordon and I have so much in common, and this just absolutely terrifies the rest of my family. That's great. Use that. Use it, Nick. Uh, it's, you have a power, my friend, and that's the thing. The type of brain that we have... There is an absolute um, amazing amount of power that you can use with your brain. You've you got to just figure out what your power specifically is yeah. and how to use it to your advantage. Um, be, be smart. Be, uh, yeah. If you're a smart kid and teachers will like you and you'll get away with more. Um, yes, which apparently is true. I never knew that because... Don't, I, don't be uh, a dumb shithead. Be, be the yeah, smart shithead. <sighs> I had, I had a teacher that was funny. Uh, one of my teachers in high school, uh, he's an English teacher. Um, he, he knew, he always believed in me. He was one of those teachers that always truly believed. He knew I was really smart. He knew that I wasn't technically applying myself to the way I should. Um, so after a conversation we had one, one time after class, what he did was for this major assignment that we were had come up. Um, he said, I want you guys to do a presentation on, any musician, artist, actor, somebody like that, that, you know, that you like, that you enjoy, whatever it is, and do a, any, for any form of a presentation. It could be written, it could be oral, whatever you want to do, go ahead and do it. So I fell low with this because I was really heavy into ACDC at the time, so I took, and I was also addicted to much music, uh, for the record. I Everybody was, was back then, because it was oh, awesome. I was, I was far beyond anybody else. I used to put in a VHS tape when I went to school and record the whole time I was at school because you could do that on those tapes back then. And uh, then I'd come home and I'd watch the whole eight hours after school every day. I had stacks of videotapes of the same thing. I taped the spotlights, the power hours, you know, the rap city. What happened to all that? What happened? How great was that? It was all divided up for all of us. We all got our favorite show. Um, Yeah. Uh, the, I always loved the, the Pepsi Power Hour. Oh, um, so good. And then uh, they, they came out with like the, I forget what it was after, the, when they got the alternative thing, but before Sookie and Lee took it over and fucked it all up. Um, yeah, um, yeah, shit, what was that called? I can't remember. Great, and Mike and Mike. I always liked Mike and Mike's Cross Canada Adventures. I, I, I loved everything about Much Music. I yeah. was there the day Much Music went on the air. That's was one hour of black TV where you could hear them all talking in the background. I never you thought you were going to much music. I never thought to oh, go to the studio. Always wanted to. Okay, do you remember Electric Circus? Of course. Yeah, Monica Deal. Oh, my God. Right? Electric okay. Circus was just Eric Wack off on Friday night for three hours before he went out. Uh, I love Monica Deal. I'm about to slightly ruin that for you, by the way, now. Okay. Do you know how fucking tiny... Electric Circus was? I heard, yeah. Dude, it could be lucky to hold 12 people. Yeah. That it, was, it, was, it was all mirrors. It was all mirrors. Yeah, I, I assumed it couldn't have been gigantic. It was really small. Like, I'm talking smaller than my basement fucking, my, my basement living room. I love that about television. 
Um, it was. It was. I couldn't believe it. I actually worked with a guy who was a regular dancer on the show. Wow. Yeah, because he was like a good-looking dude who had a had a great physique. Um, so they he was in there dancing. He was doing it with a buddy of his one time. They showed up. They're drunk, and he showed up. He started dancing, and they actually invited him. We want you to come back and be one of our featured dancers. Amazing. So every Saturday night, he was he would go back and and he would be one of the guys dancing in the background constantly. <laughs> That's cool. I always wanted to be one of those guys. I didn't like the music, obviously, but uh, yeah, but um, yeah. So it was one of the cool things. You know what I heard? Uh, just sorry, to, I know I keep interrupting you, but you keep reminding me of awesome things. That uh, Bill Wolitska, <laughs> he hosted. Uh, uh, it was called Outlaws and Cowboys, the Western show. Yep. Absolutely hated country music. But loved him. Hated it. He hated country music. He yeah. he did. He hated country he, he music. He hated country music with a passion. But you would never know. wore the shirt and the boots, yeah. though. Like, he put the whole outfit he on. He hated every minute of it. But that was his, <laughs> that was the show he got. And he rocked it. And you'd never know it. But, yeah, I, oh. I saw him in an interview uh, years later where he talked about how much he hated country music. And just that it was a torture for him to do that. Oh, that's too funny. But that's broadcast. Do you want to be on much music or, or not? You know, you be, end up on Shaw Cable or, or you, you fake it. <laughs> you um, fake it and be a country dude. Shut up. Shut up. Don't do it. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so we did this. So I did this in part. I did this thing on ACDC. And I actually, for the first time in pretty much probably my whole life, I spent a ton of time actually doing this. So I did a whole project where I took clips of interviews with Angus Young from ACDC. And I took all these certain little clips. And what it was was whenever the interviewer was, yeah, the interviewer was asking the interviewee uh, Angus questions, I would set up the tape and re-record spots out of it. So I would ask, so basically what it was, when I get into class, I come in and sit down and said, so I know we're supposed to do a presentation on our favorite band and whatever else. I said, well, I did a thing, I'm doing a thing on ACDC. Um, unlike you guys who just talk about the band, I actually got, I actually am doing a live interview feed via satellite with Angus Young. Oh, that's funny. I had like, that idea. I never did it, but I always wanted to do that for a class. So I that's did really it. funny. And it was awesome. I brought in the TV and the VCR and I threw my VCR tape in the thing and I hit play and the whole thing comes up and there's like, you know, the intro to the, to the show and everything else. And then it comes up and says, so I'm here interviewing Angus Young from ACC. Angus, how you doing? Can you hear me, buddy? Hey, yep, I can hear you fine. How are you guys doing? Great, great. And it was all primed so that when, when, whenever the interviewer was asking questions, that was me yammering on doing my stuff, and Angus is sitting there in the head reacting to the things that I'm saying. Right, uh, which uh, yeah, people do all the time. Uh, uh, Tosh does all his fake interviews like that. That's right, yeah. Well, I would like to think that I started this I would, in high school. I would have to think you probably did. It was awesome, and I, I had so much fun doing it, and the timing was amazing. I had the lyrics printed out for all the songs, but the songs I had featured... Um, so I had to transcribe it. And for the record, this is before the internet. So, and most of these albums didn't print the lyrics in, in the sleeves when you bought the CDs or the cassette tapes at the time. So you had to just listen and try to figure out what they're saying. Yeah. And Johnson doesn't exactly have a clear voice. So. I still, to this day, even though I read them, I still can't recite, uh, uh, you shook me all night long. Yeah, no, not, no. You can fake it pretty good, but. <laughs> and most of the yeah, Anyway, Thunderstruck, which for the record was actually one of the songs I did. That was one of the songs that I featured in that one. And 
lyrically, I remember I sat down with my mom, and my mom and I were sitting there, she's like, how the hell can you listen to this guy? I'm like, well, just shut up and try to find out what he's saying, I have no idea what he's talking about. I did my own interpretation. Uh, when I worked at Dick's Lumber, I did write Lumberstruck and played it for the whole staff. <laughs> and uh, it was awesome. Sorry. Um, what do you think about actual taking over, by the way? Before you, is that a good thing or a bad thing? If that actually happens, with what happened? If what? Well, there, uh, Brian Johnson's done. He's he's no longer. No, he might, he's he might be coming back. Um. Oh, really? It got reannounced. Him and and um, uh, Phil Rudd, the drummer that they kicked out for drug use. Yeah, he might be coming back as well. Oh, okay. Because the, the talk yeah. was uh, the talk was of Axl Rose taking over. Yeah, which he has been doing for the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, no, Brian Johnson is actually looking to come back. His throat is better and he is looking to come back. Got a boy. All right. Never mind. Yeah, then. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah. So the, the announcement's coming out, I think next month, they're going to be officially announcing some big thing that's coming out. So yeah, we're waiting to find out. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so I did the presentation. Um, everybody in the class loved it. They thought it was a lot of fun. The teacher gives me, uh, literally, I think he gave me 110% on it. He gave me extra 10% bonus. Very cool. They, went so far and beyond with the whole thing. And he turns to me afterwards and he pulls me aside after the class. He goes, now, I goes, like, look at how good this was. Why don't you apply yourself to, to the rest of the stuff? I said, because the rest of the stuff sucks. Yeah. You gave me something that I enjoyed. And he's like, well, I mean, I can't teach you English and have you talk about the, just music all day. I'm like, well, you can, but it's not going to help anybody else in the class. I'm like, well, right. this is how I learn because it's, it's what relatable to me. And we had this real interesting conversation and he ended up grading me on a bit of a curve after that because every time that we would work on, I had two teachers that did this. He was one who kind of helped me out a little bit. Um, but my auto shop teacher was one that did the most because I was failing auto shop. Yeah. Even though I knew everything, like I knew how to do all the work, but every time I did the written test, I was failing miserably and he never understood it. So he got a test one day and he pulled me aside and he goes, okay, hey, come here. I'm like, what? He goes, Okay, change the tire. So take the tire off. And he goes, okay. He goes, no, change the rubber on the tire. So I put it on the machine and do it all this. He goes, okay. He goes, now tell me what you just did. I'm like, well, I took the tire, I put it on this thing, and I, did, I, used that, I used that tool, and I put it on. He goes, well, what's that thing called? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> what's yeah. the tool called? I don't know. He goes, well, this is why you're failing. I'm like, well, yeah, because I don't, that's information I don't need to know. Right. I need to know the practical thing of how to do the work. So every time when we had to do a test, I would have to stay after class or while the test test class is doing the test, I would be in off to the side physically doing the test. Right. See, this is my and brother. That, that, my, yeah. bro, my brother is the same. He doesn't bother with the useless information. He figures things out. He's the guy that you know, ruin the magic show for everyone. He, he can yeah. just look at MCL and stuff, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know the, the thing is called this and that. He just, he knows how to do the stuff. That's right. Yeah. I, it's, it's, Frustrating to live with. But, I'm yeah. the exact opposite, which is why I think uh, people like you and I get along with. We're constantly interested in each other because I'm the exact opposite. I have to know everything about everything I'm doing uh, to the most annoying detail. I will ask questions that teachers, instructors, uh, bosses will look at me and go, "What the fuck is the matter with you? Why would you ask that?" Because I gotta <laughs> know. I I need to know the stupid thing that nobody asks that even the teacher doesn't know because nobody's ever had to know that. Um, I have to know, and then I have to tell everyone that I know it. Um, yeah, but then and then you get guys like me who just I don't care. No, and but you're too better than me at everything. It's like this whole it's like this whole podcasting. Like you know, you you figure out how everything works, and you say, "Gord, what? Here's what you do." 
yes, you call. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, the, and, but, and the show increases, uh, like, a huge percentage because you call. I put six months of uh, eight hours a day, six months a year of testing and retesting and figuring it out and talking to companies, doing things totally unorthodox, trying to get, and you just call. And it's better. <laughs> what you do? Oh, I showed up, and it was better. <laughs> I talked about stupid shit I did to teachers in high school, and we got good ratings for it. So yeah, yeah, way better. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna. I like know it's all day. People who are, for people who are like me, I apologize for it being and making it seem like it's so easy for us, because <laughs> like for guys like me, because. It's, but it isn't. It is extremely difficult for me to to deal with this because I just don't care about. And yeah. because I don't care about it, I physically cannot learn these things. Sure. And my brother's the same way. And he was what you would call like like always a discipline problem or whatever. But really, he was just bored. Um, yeah. I'm just bored. I need to be stimulated, but I need so like I'm. You know, a, you know a, I can literally be staring at a squirrel and be like, hey, look, it's a squirrel. And then another, I'm like, ooh, squirrel. And I get excited about the other one, even though he's doing the same damn thing as the first one. But right. my, my brain jumps to everything constantly. So I have a very difficult time focusing, which is why, you know, a lot of these things that require all this back research is so difficult for me because I will stand there. I just don't. I, got the attention span. I will tell you why those two squirrels are two different uh, families of squirrel because of this black point on the left side of their tail. Uh, yep. the, the other squirrel doesn't have that. And, and your eyes will glaze over. And everybody, dude, nobody cares about this shit. Nobody should. It's stupid crap. <laughs> but I'm obsessive about it. Um, I have to know. Like, oh, it's cloudy. Oh, those are cumulonimbus clouds. They have, uh, And nobody gives a shit. And it doesn't matter anyway. Uh, See, no, that's funny. Because the thing came up on Facebook, which it actually explains. They had this really nice, relaxing music. And it explained the X many different types of clouds. And it yeah. showed, like, four or five different variations of the same clouds. So this is what a cumulonimbus cloud is. Yeah, like this also this stratus, nimbostratus, cumulostratus. Uh, and then, and then you've got your, uh, uh, after the stratus is the, uh, Nimbus. I, I know my clouds. You do. See, now here's the thing. Now this shows how much this is difficult for me. I'm actually interested in that. And I, when I watch the video, I am absolutely fascinated by this. I'm like, I really want to learn these terms. Yeah. And the second the word disappears, even while it's on the screen, my brain's like, you're not going to learn this. You know the pretty clouds. You know they're all part of a different thing. You know that this cloud is part of this structure and this yep. part is so I can group the five different types of clouds into the same the, the one. The thin ones they, that look like an airplane made them, those are your stratus. The ones that those are like, they spread out kinda of like a jet stream. And then the and big puffy pillowy ones, those are your uh uh stratus. No, stratus and nimbus. Nimbus. Yeah, Nimbus and, and the, Nimbus the, the communicative ones are the ones that look like pillows. Yeah, and then you have, then you got cumul but you can have cum cumulonimbus and cumulonimbus. And uh, that's right. And on. I know, I know, I know. And you know what? Never used this information ever before in my life. No what? Never need, except to be a dork. Like, see, but that's the thing that for me, this is what's so frustrating for me in this. Was what I call the learning disability. This is what's so frustrating for me is the fact that even when I am interested in things, 
my brain will not allow me to learn certain technical terms or the names for things. Right. I can learn all the other stuff about it. I can learn why it forms the way it forms and how it forms. I can learn and retain that information. Not a problem. Yeah. I cannot learn terminology. It's the reason why, it's the only reason why I'm not a professional massage therapist right now. Sure. I couldn't, I tried, I took adult learning for two and a half years because um, I was told, because um, I, I was a, a natural gift for massage when I was younger. I'm still somewhat good at it. My hands aren't near as good as what they used to be, but nonetheless, oh, sure. um, I was really, really good at what I did. Um, I am, this is going to sound arrogant, but it was to the point of magical. Yeah. Um, sure. I could treat one person one time and they would never have to get touched again. I was very, very gifted. And um, I got accepted to a college in uh, Northern Ontario because I gave the dean a 45-minute session. And the dean said, I've been doing this for 20-something years, and I have never been touched like this before. Wow. You are naturally gifted at this. You have the gift. Absolutely. And she goes, what's your science background like? I'm like, I love science, but it's terrible. I said, I, I can't pass anything. For the record, you're never massaging me, just so you know. Um, that's fine. I, know. I hate them. But I hate it, I, and I don't care how good you are. I won't like it. No. <laughs> I understand. It'll be weird. It's not for everybody. I actually, myself, I find it very difficult to get massaged myself. I find, I, I've only ever had one massage I've ever enjoyed. I, don't like, I, think I, I hate tickling, and I, 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 I think my mind associates them um, somehow. I don't yeah, know. I don't know why it is. I just hate it. Um, not not but, uh, to say that you shouldn't pursue it, uh, magic thing. No, I, I can't at this. I, I, I actually mentally cannot do the job because, as the dean explained to me, 60% is schoolwork and only 40% is the practical. Right. So, which means you need to know the names of all these muscles. You need to know all these terms right. in order for you to pass the class. And I'm like, when I took a course, like, yeah. so in high school, I failed grade 9 science. When I took grade 10, they put me into grade 10 science anyways because they screwed up. Yeah. And I passed grade 10. Now, the reason why I passed grade 10 science, which was my second highest grade I ever got in school, the reason why I passed grade 10 is because grade 9 is learning all your terminologies for, like, cells and skin and all that stuff. We have to yeah. learn all the different things, your mitochondria and all that other stuff. Right. My brain couldn't retain the information. I knew what they did. Yeah. I know, like, I knew what everything did. I just didn't, none of it mattered to me because it makes, I, I don't give a shit. I don't, why do I need to know this? I don't need to know this, so it doesn't matter. And see, if you put a picture of the human body in front of me, I can uh, point out every little bit and piece in perfect detail. Um, but I've also almost killed myself trying to swallow a pill. I'm that useless. <laughs> That's one thing we actually have in common, by the way, is, is pill swallowing. I was into my 20s before I could actually swallow my first pill. Well, I got to say, into my 20s. That's why we're, uh, we, we make a good team. You and I that's together right. are a force to be reckoned with. Um, that's right. But left your own devices. Uh, masters now. <laughs> you can, you can, like, you, I can name, I can tell you all the tools in your toolbox. I can probably tell you what the guy's wife made for dinner the day he invented them. But I did <laughs> need to change a tire. Fuck no. Yeah, see, and I could change the tire, but I couldn't tell you what I'm using. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I can tell you the exact torque to get the lug nut off, depending on the trajectory of the wind and some shit I learned that I don't even know I learned. But some, I know Sandra Bullock's afraid of horses. Why do I know this? 
It's just shit in my mind. I don't know, but I can't do anything with it. I just, I just sit here and know stuff. I'm useless. It's it's so weird. Uh, so when I went to adult learning for two and a half years to try to get my my GED, uh, which hmm, sorry, how am I going to word this? I guess I'm supposed to say I got my GED, but since we're being honest, I actually never graduated high school. Wow. But every job I've ever put on every resume, I always put it in there. Yeah. yeah, I graduated because, well, why the fuck would I say I didn't? Yeah, technically, <laughs> technically I didn't finish university because they, they wouldn't give me my diploma because I had uh, library fines, and I never paid them. I never got my <laughs> diploma. Really? For yeah. that? Yeah, for library fines. They, don't, yeah, they make you pay them, and then they give it to you. And I was just like, okay, well, all right, you enjoy that useless piece of paper that means nothing. I still got the degree. I'm keeping your books. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Someone out there has my diploma. <laughs> it's on. It's somewhere in the file. That's another great thing about yeah. being useless and guys being like you. Just to keep interrupting all your stories tonight. Um, I my brother didn't finish high school. He went got his GED when he was like forty or something. Um, nope. But, I tried uh, for three and a half years. He, I I sent him a picture of my my high school diploma. Uh, <laughs> to to brag and and make fun of him. <laughs> Uh, I had never driven a car by that point. Um, and he, he sent me a picture of his driver's license and said, <laughs> said have fun this summer picking up chicks in your diploma. <laughs> I still have that. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Good, Good burn. Uh, that's really funny. Great. I, I had all this stuff. But anyway, it's not important. Um, good, good times. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so I had, um, um, so when I took back and I was going to, uh, like basically what we did was, cause I told him, I said, I have to get my science up in order to do this massage therapy. So we focused mainly on the science and the stuff that, and biology and things like the stuff I needed to do. And the, the poor teacher, and I mean, he was a really good teacher. I mean, like he really worked hard with me and we really, really went in great detail about all this stuff and to really help me get through this stuff. And as time was going on, I was getting worse. Really? It wasn't improving. I was actually, my, my grades were dropping. And even when he would repeat the same test, like, you know, like say like a month later. So the first time I did the test, I got like, say, I don't know, 56%. Yeah. I did the test the second time and I got like 42%. That's really strange. And he just, and he couldn't, and he just, he goes like, he goes, I just don't get it. Like, we've repeated this. We've gone through this so many times that you can recite it. I'm like, yeah, but as soon as it, as soon as you're getting me out of my mouth and into my head, it's gone. I can't put it to paper. Right. It just doesn't work for me mentally. I just, I don't have the ability to, to, to get those, that information from my head onto paper. Which Very is why great. I could never do a game show. Yeah. I can sit there and answer questions on a game show on TV, but put me on a situation and I can't do it. Right. It's very frustrating. So I had to give up my dream. And uh, the shittiest thing about that was I had, because um, I had a really big interest in architecture at the time. Um, so I had designed my own, my first studio of what it was going to look like, my massage studio. And I had every possible detail you can imagine. I do this, the sound system where the speakers were all being placed to get the optimal sound with the perfect lighting, where the tape was going to be placed, you know, and everything else. It was a gorgeous studio. At the time, massage was barely a blip on the radar. Right. There weren't, there were, I mean, rub and tugs were, were null and void. They, they didn't even exist at the time. 
I wouldn't oh, have competition. the forefront. Oh, uh, she's the, the rollerblading tranny who runs in every election. Uh, oh, just that one, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway, sorry, just odd that she passed me. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, um, it was, uh, I totally forgot what I was saying. Um, I had, um, what did I do? So yeah, I just, I got dumber as it went on and it was, it was frustrating. There's much to be tried and I had to give up the dream and design my studio. So yeah, that's remember what I was. If I had gotten, if I had gotten into massage, if I had gotten out, if the timing was perfect, if I had done it, I would right now be worth so much money. Oh, I, I bet, yeah. Because I was at the forefront of massage, and with my skill level as it was, I would have been one of the leaders in the industry of going by pure technique, not necessarily through school, but through pure technique alone. And it was, you know, the teacher was... The dean of this, the, the college was heartbroken when I couldn't get my grades up. Sure. Every six months, she was contacting me. Hey, how's it going? I'm like, I can't do it. I'm fine. She's like, don't give up, Gord. I really believe you. Don't give up. You've got you, you to do this. Sure. I want to teach you. I want you to get the certificate so you can forget all this crap and do what you're meant to do. Definitely. And I, let me just say, if it, it helps at all, it's equally as frustrating to be able to explain in encyclopedic detail why I categorically can't do anything. <laughs> to, to completely understand everything to the most minute detail and still not be able to do it is the most frustrating. Well, not the most frustrating, obviously, but equally as frustrating. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I can understand why. Very quick to give up on things, too. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was That's very difficult. That's why... Guitar was a really great thing for me because I didn't have to think. I didn't need to know theory. I didn't have to learn theory and learn shit I didn't have to learn. I could just play by feel. Yeah, it took me about three months to Took me about three months to be able to do D. Oh, no, I picked it up really quick. No, couldn't do D. It just came out all muffled and stupid, and I hated it. I threw my guitar in my closet every three days and said, I'm never playing again. Like it was always a struggle for me. First time I ever picked up a guitar. And I mean this, like I picked up the guitar. I took it into my local guitar studio, a place called Coulter music. And I took them into them and Mr. Coulter had restrung it, reset the bridge for his acoustic. He reset the bridge because it was uh, peeling off and so he glued it all back down, got it in working order, tuned it all up for me. I went home and that night I learned, I mean, I didn't know chords yet, but I learned and picked up the basic strumming and the basic individual notes for patients by Guns N' Roses. Oh, cool. And I could actually play, at the time, I could actually play parts of the solo. Wow. First time ever hearing it. So, I mean, literally, it took me three listens to the song, and I could actually play it through. Yeah, I'm, I'm good now, but it was the first time I ever played a guitar. I cut my finger and dropped it, and then my dad wouldn't let me play his guitar anymore. And, uh, <laughs> cause I dropped it and I was, uh, yeah, it was uh, like, I, I got, I got good, but it was a struggle. I had to force myself to practice and it wasn't fun to practice. It was, it was a lot of effort. I loved practicing. Uh, do you know what I found was one of the best things to practice to? Uh, TV no. commercials. Oh yeah. Actually, I, uh, when, I agree. When people speak, play along to people's rhythm as they talk. 
You know what that was saying? When you hear a commercial enough, you can play along to it. And that's how you start learning individual notes and learn out how notes fit with each other. One thing I learned from Slash, uh, because my very first uh, book, of course, me, I went out and got a book. That's how I figure things out. I got this learning how to play like Slash book. And it was really fantastic because it was Slash explaining, uh, this is the E minor pentatonic scale. I use yeah. it in this song. And then it would have the tab for the song he uses, whatever he's showing you on. And you go, oh, cool, that's that part of that song. So I know, I know 15 seconds of every Guns N' Roses song. Um, <laughs> so you know what's funny? When yeah. I went into... Uh, just one, one thing, I, the point I was trying to make, one thing Flash taught me in that book is never put your guitar down. Thank that's you right. Much. He walked around, he watched TV with his guitar in his hand, he went to the bathroom with his guitar in his hand, he never put yeah. it down. And, the only uh, time it wasn't in my hand was when I was having a shower. Exactly. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Because um, I wasn't trying to get laid at the time either. I, just, I, I didn't care about girls. I just wanted the guitar. Once you um, learn guitar, girls are the last thing on your mind, and they hate that because that's when they all want you to. It's brilliant. It's awesome. Yeah, um, it's true. It's very true. <laughs> but yeah, I, I once had a girlfriend uh, drop the gauntlet on me and say, uh, you know, you have to choose, you know, the band or me. <laughs> okay. You will wait by the phone. Yeah. (laughs) Really, the call's coming. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's the fantastic part, especially if you're kind of an awkward kid. You you know, well, you weren't, you said you were with the cool crowd. I wasn't. I was very awkward. Um, Didn't give a crap. If you weren't in my band, you didn't matter to me. So, yeah. And then that just made me hotter. Yeah, it's it's very true. Awesome. But when I took this guitar class, so in grade 11, when I was in high school, in grade 11, they had, um, they brought in um, a guitar class, which I was just like, yes, finally a class I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a goddamn A in, you know, I was really excited about that. And of course, a lot of it was theory, which completely derailed everything. Right. Um, but when it came time to, uh, to do like, I remember when I came time to do the final exam, like I had gone through the class, I had, you know, was basically I was squeaking by I excelled on certain things and didn't do well in the theory part but I was getting I was still passing I was doing well so when it comes to the final exam the teacher takes a set of music that I'd never heard or seen played before anything else and he puts it in front of me now my excuse for everything was I, I told him I said look I cannot figure out the rhythm of what the timing is for the rhythm by the tab so I need you to play it through once so I can at least pick up the rhythm for everything Mm. So he, the teacher would play the set through once. And what I'm doing is I'm just staring at his, I'm, I'm staring at his fingers, but I'm more listening than staring at his hands. And I'm just listening to the music. Right. And then as soon as he stopped playing, I immediately repeated everything that he played note for note. Wow. And he's like, and he, and he so he plays, he's like, so he, he caught on after the second song. He sort of caught on. He's like, okay, so I'm going to play. He goes, so here's the next one. I'm like, okay, so run through it once. So he runs through and then I, I'm, I'm staring at the tablature but I'm replaying everything that he just played. He goes, you don't even read in the book. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I played a different song than what the book there was in front of you. And he's like, is this how you've been getting? He goes, why have you been doing this? I'm like, I can't read music. He goes, but this whole time, I'm like, this whole time I've been learning from just everybody playing it. Yeah. I play by ear. I don't play by eye. I play by ear. And that's how it works for me. And he's like, oh, you son of a bitch. He goes, so, well, you're passing, but you suck. Yeah. (laughs) Which is true. Which is true. <laughs> I, still, I still maintain, i got to take your side on one thing. I think if we could get Bill and Ted and their, and their uh, t- um, phone booth and go back and talk to the classical pianists, they'd all tell us theory is stupid. 
Again, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Theory's just stupid. It's, yeah. It's, I guess the it, only time it makes theory, sense if you're a mathematician, but other than that, yeah. it's dumb. The only time theory, and this is where I where I always uh, this is this is what frustrated me about guitar. The only thing I ever wanted to be able to play was to be able to play fingerstyle picking. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing I always like Spanish style, that sort of stuff. Flamingo. I've, I was yeah. fascinated by the way that played. I love the intricate use of the chords, the fingering. I just, I loved it so much, but it's so much of it is based purely off of theory. Yes. Cause you need to know these very specific chord phrasings and how these chords interact with each other to be able to move from one note to the other while maintaining certain chord structures. Sure. And I couldn't, I just, I couldn't do it. I tried for many, many years. Um, I, I actually taught a friend of mine, Jen. Um, hey, Jen, if you're listening, love the girl, miss you. Um, who, by the way, she just got married. Congratulations, Jen. She just got married today. Um, sad I missed the oh, wedding. Awesome. But, so congratulations to her, her and her girlfriend, Aaron, now wife, Aaron. They're very, very happy together. So very cool. guys. Um, and they're having a baby, which is also very awesome. So congratulations to them again. Um, so Jen, I actually taught her how to play because I play guitar. She, me and her just clicked instantaneously when we first met. Um, and uh, I actually taught her a couple of notes when I was first started playing guitar. And then she took off with it. And now she knows theory. And she's been studying guitar pretty much almost her whole life right. ever since that moment. And she took everything that I initially taught her where I just said, because I mean, I can't teach her theory. I can, right. I taught her how to play by ear, how to feel the music and Very become cool. part of the music. That sort of thing. And she just took it to a whole new level. She can play everything. But I can tell you and to any of our listeners who uh, are curious, there are some really neat apps um, available on Google play. Uh, very simple kind of, kind of theory for idiots sort of things where I'm actually learning quite a bit about because I'm very bad with chord progressions and stuff like that. I don't know natural chord progressions and like just little things and uh, some really helpful, easy to use apps that uh, they don't like teach you so much. It's just kind of a, a do it on your own type of a thing, but you do learn as you go and it's uh, it's helped me out quite a bit in the last year or so. Um. I just don't have the interest anymore to even bother. Oh, I, guess, um, yeah. I literally, I think I know eight chords. If you were, if you were <laughs> interested, because I'm trying to learn the, uh, the names, because I don't know the names of everything. Uh, when, when you're getting into the diminists and the sevenths and the fifths and the sustains, and I don't know. Oh. I know what they are. Like, if you go, oh, that one, yeah, I know that one. Yeah. Um, but I don't know what it's called, you know. Um, I learned the... The only one I know of all of those that stand from the, aside from the standard, you know, G, D, A, C, all those standard ones, was the uh, D7. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and it, the funny thing was, was um, I had been playing it for a little while because I just thought it sounded so weird. It's such a weird chord. It is. And it sounds very strange, but it's an amazing blues chord. And I learned it from the guitar class I taught. And uh, I wrote my first blues song um, using that chord. And I can still play the blues song to the stakes. I still remember it very well. Very cool. Um, but I loved that chord. But I learned to play that chord. I was already playing that chord, not realizing that I thought I just invented this new chord. And I'm like, no, that's right. That's a D7. Congratulations. I'm like, oh. Yeah. And I, kind um, of, I was like disappointed. I'm like, oh. I have, <laughs> I have that uh, relationship with all the ad chords. You know, if you see a D, add E, or, you know, yeah. those, those ones. I have no idea what they are, but I use them constantly. 
Yeah, it's a funny thing. <laughs> and ones that uh, similarly, I thought I invented them. Yes. Um, because I didn't have a lot of, uh, I, I couldn't do what you did, so I didn't play along to a lot of music, because that was actually quite um, uh, demoralizing for me. I put on my favorite tape, and uh, I couldn't keep up, and I hated it, and I, whatever, just didn't do it. So I did a lot of just learning on my own by myself, and so naturally I thought I invented everything because I wasn't, I didn't hear it being used <laughs> by other people. So yeah, that, I went on a mission. I went on a mission for two years. I swear to God, I was hell bent on inventing H. <laughs> the H chord. I was going to come out with the key of H. Uh, <laughs> I thought they stomped that G just because they were lazy, and <laughs> no. They they ran out of notes. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it could still happen. Technically speaking. Um, Actually, Steve Vai invented a guitar strictly out of a scale that he created. He created the scale in theory, and it wouldn't work on a regular six-string style fretted guitar. I believe so I knew that. he invented a guitar and just so he could put his theory to test, and it worked. I think I knew that story. Yeah. Fascinating um, thing. Really I, used to, I used to uh, have very vivid dreams when I would play guitar. And yeah. then I would, wait, I would wake up and I'd remember it, and then I'd go to play the thing that I played in my dream, and it would be absolute crap. Yeah. It's completely different. But in the dream, I, I, I could picture my hands perfectly and what they were doing, so I knew I wasn't doing it wrong when I woke up. It was just in my, in my dream, it sounded good. Yeah, it's <laughs> really annoying. Um, and uh, just on point, I drive a lot in my dreams, constantly driving. Really? I, I don't drive. So. Oh. Funny. Interesting. I always have dreams that I'm going to die in a car crash in my dreams. I had those a lot when I was a kid, and that's kind of why I don't drive. Um, mm. I had a weird Ricky Valens type uh, thing with cars where I was convinced I was going to die in a car. Ricky Valens of La Bamba fame always thought he yeah. was going to die in a plane crash. And then That's he did. Right. And, and he did. Uh, man, how ah, bad man. do those other guys feel? You never hear about them, but... Yeah, you know, uh, well, come on. Like Buddy Haldy. Everybody remembers Buddy Haldy. Yeah, but no, I don't mean the other guys on the plane. I mean the guys on the bus that were supposed to be on the plane. Yeah. And yeah, then they, yeah. Didn't, they didn't fit on the plane. Name one person. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but they all feel terrible. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think I don't know if we had this conversation on the podcast or if it was with a friend of mine. But I don't have one of those things in my life. I don't have one of those near miss type things. Like really? uh, no, not not a single one. Like my friend, I have a friend who was supposed to be on the bus with Vince Lee. She missed the bus. And she cursed, yeah. she cursed and cursed all night about missing this bus to Winnipeg. Um, and then, of course, saw the news the next day, and thank God she wasn't on that bus, you know. Uh, I don't have one of those stories. Not a single one where, like, I missed, some, I missed a plane and then it crashed or something like that. Uh, nothing like that in my life at all. Shit, I don't know if I have any. I got yeah, to think of that one. Okay, um, so right in, guys. There's a great topic to talk about. Do you have one of those things where, like, you missed a plane that you really wanted to be on and then it crashed, um, and you're really glad you weren't on it? I don't have one of those. Uh, if you do, please tell me, because they're really neat stories to me. I love them. I, yeah, they're, they're kind of freaky. Yeah. They're freaky stories, yeah. It, it's never a good reason why you're not on the thing you're supposed to be on. Uh and then everyone on it dies, and you live, and you're like, well, there's a good reason. 
Um, see, I've, I've had scenarios, the closest I've had to anything like that would be like, uh, like I was at this guy's house. I'm not going to give names for this whatsoever. I was at, at this guy's house. It was a cousin of a friend and we were there sort of partying. We're doing types of drugs and crazy stuff. Let me, let me just and, jump in real quick for that tip for the kids. Never hang out yeah. with a cousin of a friend. Cousin of no. a friend is always bad news. Mm. Just so you know, if your friend says, hey, hey I got God. this cousin. No, just no. you're out. Yeah, Sorry. we're just just go somewhere else. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're at the, we're at their house and we're hanging out and uh, having drinks and smoking weed and doing whatever. And um, my uh, my girlfriend at the time, she's like, um, she's like, well, we gotta go. And I'm like, wait, we're having a good time. Why do you want? It? She's like, no, we're, we gotta go. I wanted to stay. She dragged me to leave, and it was like kind of like a kicking, screaming like a child. I'm like, fine, we'll leave, and we left. And it was a damn good thing because not five minutes after we left. One of the guys from the the cousin's boyfriend uh, showed up <laughs> with five cops in tow because um, he was uh, I can't remember the name I, he, I I think he was in a stolen car and he was on his way coming home and he literally drove the cops straight to his front door and he got right in the house the house got raided everybody in the house got charged with something different and it was crazy wow and uh that's the closest i can say i've had to that yeah. but uh yeah because hey, i got dragged uh, away i want to go on for just a little bit more that's awesome by the way um <laughs> you, whenever kids listen to me because i know this stuff uh when your friend says hey i got a cousin he's gonna come hang out with us first of all say no really but because here's here's another you will always get stuck alone with that cousin for some weird reason and it's awkward, and you have nothing to talk about, and you don't know why you're alone with this person, and it, it, then something bad will happen because yep. of that person. And Always. it's just, uh, just a bad scene. I don't know why that is. I could, I could tell a bunch. Um, my best I'm friend. I'm angry that Murphy never fucking put that in one of his laws. Yeah, yeah that's Murphy's law. <laughs> Murphy, that Murphy, is Murphy's law. Murphy is somebody's friend's cousin. <laughs> that's why it's not wrong. <laughs> he omitted that one because he's a dick. That is really perfect. <laughs> oh, Murphy, we figured you out, you son of a bitch. Oh, you're somebody Speaking of which, Eric, since you know everything, who the fuck is Murphy? Yeah, you know what? That's funny. I don't know. That you don't um, know, really. That's, I'm Googling that when I go. I, I, I believe it's a, a military term. It's like it's, there's not a, an actual Murphy. Um, I, it's like, really? like a code type word thing. Um, oh, that disappoints me. I thought it was a guy named Murphy. I really wanted to I, Murphy. I, I, now, I could just be making this up, but I'm almost positive there's a link to the Murphy bed. Like, Murphy is just like a term. Oh. Um, Murphy bed, Murphy's law. Uh, Murphy, Murphy, I don't know. Uh, there's, I don't know. There's something that, yeah, it's, there's not an actual Murphy, I don't think. Oh, um, well, that kind of ruins a lot, so, because I've been cursing Murphy for years. There we go. Let's, uh, well, let's find <laughs> out. Uh, that's not, there, now, there is a perfect thing. Somebody listening, uh, uh, Jake, I know you know this. You know shit that <laughs> I am... <laughs> <laughs> Jake, we know you know things. The, the so. annoying thing about Jake is he knows way more than I do, but he's silent always. He never speaks. 
Yeah, he keeps it to himself until the perfect moment to to let it go. And it's yeah. like, oh my God, you're a genius. And he comes off looking so much cooler. I just babble shit 24 hours a day. I never stop talking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even when I'm not talking to anyone, I just talk to myself. Uh, I Basically, I'm doing this podcast when I'm not sleeping. Like, whether I'm doing the podcast or not, I'm walking around talking. Um, oh, and I always I look like an idiot. for you. I have a question for you. So, because you're one of the few people I know that talks easily just as much, if not possibly more than me. I don't know if that's possible, but you talk easily just as much as I do. Constantly, I do. always talking. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to see how can I word this for for the podcast. This is about truth. How good are you at oral for women? I figured out in grade nine that that was the key to a happy relationship. I don't think I am on par with you, um, from what I hear from you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely above average. Yeah. Cause I figure that that's one of the things that as, as a talker, our mouths are used to constantly being, being in motion. And so I, I can go yeah. at that shit for hours on end. Oh and yeah. Just not, you know, nothing, nothing cramps up. <laughs> and I, I learned very early on um, that you, if you can do that well early on, then the rest is gravy. It doesn't matter what you yeah. do. That's right. Uh, you do all the buildup with that one. It doesn't matter what you can do sex-wise because you've done so much legwork leading up to it. Now, See, for me, I I love it. I am I am I do my, do that. I uh, love that better than sex. I love it better than receiving. I would rather give oral than receive oral. Me too, but I've had bad experiences. Um, Dude, I, I got my dickhead hooked on a set of braces once. Now, let me just uh, just uh, qualify this by saying I'm not I'm, I'm no uh, you know slouch in the other department either. Um, ladies, if you're listening, don't don't get me wrong. I, I'm not just good at that. Um, <laughs> I'm a pretty well-rounded. I'm in the middle of a liquor store shouting this. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> full of attractive women, too, by the way. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so just keep that in mind. Like, when I say, like, I know that you can drop the ball if you do that, right? I don't drop the ball very rarely. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not shacking the ball line. I'm, Screw it. I'm going to admit it. I, will, I do drop the ball, and it frustrates me. But I know how to make it up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which you have to. And I know guys who don't. And that's uh, right. Not not a good situation for them. Let me tell you. Figure that out, guys. Wording. My favorite wording I've ever heard. Um, there, well, there's two specifically, but uh, one was actually from from a lesbian who had uh, actually told me that I was I was better at than any any human like man or woman. So to be better at that than a woman. That's a thing of pride. Yeah, you would think. Yeah. I take great pride in that. It was a great thing. But my other one, which which I've I've heard from a few, which is my favorite thing, which is uh, what you've ruined me for any other guy. Yeah, that is amazing. That yeah. is, I love that fact. <laughs> yeah, I feel sorry for the women because you know, for my exes and whatnot, that you know, that's I'm I'm sorry, but well, you screwed up enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I had a, a funny experience with a mutual friend of ours who I lived with briefly. Um, yeah. Where I, I waited for like a month. Um, yes. 
and said, because you, you don't want to do that, because then that's all you're going to want to do all the time. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just wouldn't sleep with her for like a month. And then, because uh, I said, no, it's gonna, that's going to ruin your life. It's all you're ever going to want to do all the time. And uh, I was like, I proved, her, I, proved my, I won that one. <laughs> yeah. The one that you that was the end up being the truth. Yeah, to the <laughs> to an almost annoying degree where it would like I would be like, no, I got I have other things I have to do. We like remember you had friends when we met. Go talk to them. <laughs> um, but I just want it. You're so yeah. good. Uh, yeah, it was great. She was young. That's yeah. <laughs> well, she still is young. You know that doesn't change. It's not like she was no. young and now she's not. She's no, no. <laughs> we all she's always going to be younger yeah um, but yeah that was that, that was, was that awesome great. quote so I love about the high school girls yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> alright 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 uh, wow. so creepy <laughs> that, oh. that guy is something I just don't understand <laughs> I I don't get anything about him I don't know why people think he can act but he loved um, I I think he's an idiot, but he looks good and he's got this Southern drawl and that's all that matters. Yeah, I don't get why that's attractive. Uh, women love the, it's, it's an accent. It doesn't matter if it's a good accent. It's an accent. That's all that matters. And you face it, this Southern drawl, it's, it's that it's, it's, um, it's not just the accent. It's, it's how the wording comes out. Right. Cause it comes out as very appreciative to women and things like that. Cause it's all, Hey, darling, you know, you know, we'll refer to them as chicks. <laughs> no, it comes out as darling, you know, so it's a much more affectionate terminology. So yeah, women love that. Yeah, see, to me, it could be um, uh, Einstein talking to Elon Musk, and if they both had that accent, they both sound regarded to me. Yeah. <laughs> you're the smartest man giving the most brilliant TED Talk ever given, and you just sound like an idiot. I think you sound stupid. Uh, you all, you just hate Hill in my mind. It's, uh, there's the propane and propane accessories. I did get, I had the pleasure of going to Texas once and, uh, it's just, they, everybody sounds retarded and they're not the wonderful people. Very nice, very smart. Um, they're, but they all sound idiotic. I can't take anything they say seriously. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, everybody who talks like that. Uh, there's a lot of you, and I apologize. Uh, even northern most Americans uh, sound a little bit like that. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I can see that. There is a distinct American accent. If you spend a lot of time in America, you'll... Which I haven't, so I shouldn't say that, but... Uh, um, I spent enough time in America to know that Americans and Canadians talk different. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, they sound stupid, and we don't. Uh, but they think the other way around. So Yeah, they think we sound stupid, but we actually sound intelligent. Because we say things right, and they don't, because they're dumb. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the Queen's English, uh, guys. That's what it's called. And you left her, and we didn't. So. And for the record... We perfected the Queen's English. They never changed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's uh, funny. The the see the, the the British have this sense of superiority. When no, you're just old. That doesn't make you better because you're old. Um, yeah. And usually the opposite is true. 
Um, <laughs> newer is better most of the time. You're, you're, we are better Brits than you because you're old. You're the old one that nobody likes anymore. We're the new awesome one. Uh, that's, that's, what, right. that, that's why Prince Harry married a Canadian. Uh, that's right, exactly. <laughs> he, he wanted to have his he, he wanted to have his language perfected and be with that. Harry is the cool one of the family, and uh, he wanted the cool Canadian Brit. Um, <laughs> it was just all even cooler that her dad solely not playing ball. Um, I guess you weren't uh, you weren't on the podcast yet when when, when the wedding happened. No, I was uh, not. There was a huge weeks of debate over uh, whether because Americans were claiming her. Yeah, because right. she lived in, I believe, Houston, Texas, yeah. uh, is where she lived. But she's actually Canadian. But they were saying they were claiming her, and this uh, typical of our listeners um, never called in to help me figure out whether she was actually. Oh no, she was. I think from Philadelphia because my friend Phil. Um, no, not Philadelphia. Where the hell is Phil from? Cincinnati. That's all. Cincinnati. He's from oh, wow. Cincinnati. My friend Phil is from Cincinnati and claimed her as his. And I said no. And this was a huge thing between the two of us. Like Phil and I, we we will fight about the stupidest thing, and it will get completely carried away, totally out of hand. We hate it. We were fighting over the princess. Where the princess is from? <laughs> didn't talk for like four days, like angry, storming around. She's from Cincinnati. She is not. She's Canadian. I hate you. You've always been stupid. <laughs> I can't believe we were ever friends, if you think that. Um, we always get over it. We've been friends for years, but uh, uh, we're never speaking to each other again about uh, once every two weeks over something completely ridiculous. We never fight over anything valid, ever. And we could, because we both have shitty lives. Um, and uh, we, we all, we're very quick to point out how the other one's life is worse, even though they're exactly the same. Um, but we don't fight about that. That's just good, good boy talk. But uh, where Meghan Merkel's from, that's the end of our relationship. Anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> this was a huge deal on the podcast for like literally a month trying to figure out where Megan Merkel was from, and no one would call in and tell me. Um, but I was I was doing a show in front of Phil a lot. We were hanging out a lot, and he would just happen to show up, and this would be a fight, and he'd be he'd be in the background on the episodes like calling me names and shit. She's <laughs> <laughs> not Canadian. Clearly, yeah. she's American. Yeah, and mad. <laughs> And him and his goddamn, I'm just calling a spade a spade. I hate that fuck. I hate, oh, hate calling a spade a spade. Calling it, I'm just calling a spade a spade. He's got two. Tell us all about the catchphrases. There's one is he's always calling a spade a spade. Um, <laughs> except for the one time we were arguing with two black guys. He never said a word about spade a spade. <laughs> uh, funny stuff. Um, uh, he's not a thing he plays to win. I play to win. I play to win. You live in the dumpster. You don't play to win. You, you, no. you haven't played to win in a long time. Phil let his life go bad. <laughs> he <laughs> tried playing to shower for once, Phil. Yeah, yeah. He, he took to the drink and uh, never looked back. And he has been on a steady decline for about five years. And in total denial, it's great. He looks, he's aged 10 years in the last five years. He is uh, just a um, horrible person. I uh, love him to death. 
<laughs> the record sale, all of this is because you wouldn't admit that that the princess is Canadian. Absolutely, 100%. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have yourself to blame. Yeah, it's, this is all because of it. I, for the record, I'd take a bat to the head for Phil without questioning why. Um, <laughs> but I hate his guts because Meghan Merkel is Canadian, and if you don't know that, you're just worthless. Um. <laughs> hey, Harry. Well, the second that that came out of knowledge, by the way, the second that that came as like actual knowledge, nobody talked about it ever again. No, no, not even the Canadians. We didn't even care. We we're like, yeah, she's ours. We don't care. Yeah, we see. The funny thing is, we all care about the royal family. When for like when something like that comes up, we care for five seconds, and then and then we don't. Yeah, sure. I I was saying for uh, when this show started, we should get the queen off the money. I still believe we should get the queen off the money. I think it's time to for Canada to be Canada. Uh, yeah, get I the agree. queen off the money. And I, I that was a big question I asked every episode for a long, long time. Who should be on the money? Who is the Canadian worthy of replacing the queen on our money? Um, me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Believe it or not, I never said that. <laughs> I never put myself in the running. Um, the only I one I running. came up with was uh, uh, Chief Dan George. Uh, did huge things for for race relations in our country long before anyone brought that up as a thing. He was doing positive things in that direction. Um, and probably I mean, John Candy should be on the money. John Candy definitely should be one. And if you, if people listening don't know about John Candy and his patriotism, uh, definitely look it up. There's a lot of books about him. Uh, there's some great documentaries about him. Um, he is, he was a very proud Canadian, and always, he was a very atypical Canadian. Like very, he, yes, yeah. Um, owned the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, yep. would interrupt movies to fly home for games. Uh, he would put movie shoots on hold because uh, he had to be with his team. He took owning that team more seriously than any team owner in any league ever. Um, when they were financially doing that, he sank a lot of his own money in. Uh, he, he just loved owning the Argonaut, which is great because they're like $100 million or something for the team. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's not even... like. Canadian players don't even make a million dollars. Uh, there's only ever been one uh, who had a million dollar salary. Uh, whereas, and it took him ten years to actually make that total million. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, to uh, you know, Americans they they don't get out of bed for less than a million dollars. Um, you know, they're they're in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. And uh, for the exa- for a, for a less of a less impressive game, because um, the Canadian right. game is much harder. Uh, That's right. Some of them actually prefer it, unfortunately. If you look back, um, sorry, I don't know what, sorry, it's just really interesting about Doug Candy because I know him as both the amazing actor he was and because I do enjoy football, I know this other John Candy that some people don't because he was so into it. Um, Very much so. If you go back to the 50s, uh, before television was taken seriously, most American players wanted to play up here because it's a funner game to play. Uh, yep. So the CFL was actually the p- big popular league. Now, enter television as a mainstream advertising media. There was a lot of money, and it all went to the NFL. Um, yep. 
so the big salaries started coming up down there, and that's why they went down there. But uh, pound for pound, if you ask, they all want to play Canadian football. It's better. It's more fun. That's right. Uh, much more better challenging. Um, yes. Bigger field, bigger ball, more games, less chances. Um, it's really it's a lot more exciting. Anyway, John Candy loved it. He actually... Uh, he would buy uniforms if they needed them. Like, there's things that even typical team owners wouldn't do. Uh, yeah. He did, and that's very Canadian, and uh, just very awesome. From what I, I've never heard a bad word said about the man, ever, from no. anyone. There's not even a, oh, but, like, no, no one has this story, uh, a bad story about him. And I, I can't say that about anyone, I don't think. No, just John uh, Candy. He owned it. He was dude, he was awesome. Like he, he deserves was, to be on Canadian money. Yeah, absolutely. He he deserves a lot more of anything than he gets because he doesn't get a lot of accolades. But I think that hopefully that's a tribute too in the fact since he I don't think he would like them and I didn't want them. He didn't. No, probably not. He wasn't a big look at me guy. Where really he should have been. Uh, if, if you've ever seen Who's Harry Crumb, um, that's comedy. That guy should have been going, look at me, every chance he had. Yeah. Um, and he never did. You never hear about him, really, off camera, not much. Uh, his character in Stripes, oh, my God, Stripes, one of the greatest movies of all time, in my opinion. Oh, as far as, God, I love that movie um, so much. And he's just one part of it that just, wouldn't be the same without him. Uh, same with Judge yeah. Reinhold, oddly enough. Judge Reinhold was brilliant in that, and the guy never did anything in his life. Uh, he, did, he did that and Beverly Hills Cop, and then he just fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. Um, uh, he also did, uh, wait, what was that? Uh, the one with Sean Penn. Um, oh, oh Ridge Von High. Ridge Von High, yeah. yeah. Fast Times at Ridge Von High. Yeah, Fast, Fast Times at TV Tate. That's right. Uh... Another one. Yeah. Went on to do Goonies, and that was it. I think it, yeah. I think probably, ladies, uh, if you're looking to get into uh, motion picture, don't flash your amazing kids in your first movie. Save those for when you get a five-movie deal. Um, yeah. I think that but could have... Holly Berry. She did it right. She waited until she hit a certain point. Yeah. And she flashed her tits. And, yeah, of course, she flashed it in a terrible movie, though. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. But it's such a terrible movie. Monsters Ball, where uh, where the you know the racist has sex with the black girl. Yeah, it's not. It's Halle Berry, <laughs> the, the Grand Dragon of the KKK would cross the floor for Halle Berry. I'm sorry, that's not. There's no big stretch there that uh, Heath Ledger is going to nail Halle Berry. Of course he is. <laughs> Stupid. She gets the Oscar for that. Anybody would nail Halle Berry. I don't care what color she was. No, it's true. That's a stupid movie. Sorry, Halle Berry, I don't mean anything by that. Um, Real quick, I want to get to some stuff because we're way over. You said an hour, and we are way, way over. Um, Something, you know, I don't want anybody to get their hopes up, but I have reached out twice. Uh important people. Sorry, there's an ambulance going by and a couple beating each other out here. Um, <laughs> I have, I swear to God, this is true. I have put out two messages to uh, Ellen DeGeneres' staff. Uh, she's oh. coming to Vancouver October 19th. Yeah. And she's doing like her show, but at Rogers Arena. Oh my God. 
That was good. Uh, yeah, well, she just, he left. They were screaming. He left across the street and started walking. She just ran top speed and got him with a full beer can. She bowed her in the face. <laughs> yeah, it's full beer can. She's running top speed, so she's got some momentum behind that can. Oh. I don't know what the fight, but that, that was uh, like, that was like Halle Berry uh, X-Men move right there. Awesome. Um, talking to Ellen's people, trying to get an interview with Ellen. That um, would be, oh, that'd be really good. Hey, you got to try, right? She's going to be in yeah, town. Right. She's doing her show at Rogers Arena. Uh, I don't know. I guess she's on tour or something. I have no idea of the, the backstory of why she's coming here or whatever. I just know she's coming, and I thought, hell, well, let's get Ellen. I know she'd do yeah. it. She seems like she'd do it. I think she'd do it. She's got fun on her show. Um, one thing I am good at is finding out how to reach people. Um, so I'm trying. So that could be a thing, kids. There is somebody, actually, I would like to have on, on, on the show if it's possible, and I'm pretty sure she would agree to it, too. She's not huge or anything, but, um, um, oh, my God, I'm about to break on her name. Give me a second. Uh, Harto. The Oh my God! Why can't I? Oh my God! I'm about to call you out, and I just screwed up. Um, um, my drunk kitchen. Oh, I don't I, remember. I've never seen it. I don't remember. Okay. Okay. I, I, I know you ever told you. So yeah, here's so here's your homework. I want you to just go up and watch some of the the original episodes. Anyways, I haven't watched the episode in a little while. She is a huge uh, supporter for the um, LGBTQ series, the two Z um, yeah. movement. Um, she's um, she's a very, she does great work. She's created a great business for herself. Um, I had, um, I was, um, I wanted to have her host a birthday party for me. I was going to throw before I moved out to bed. I was either going to throw a birthday party or move to BC. And she's there or, or she's in BC. No, 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 she's not, no, she's an American, but, um, oh, okay. she does come, she's been to Canada a couple of times, uh, I talked to her about it before, because one time, when she came to, uh, she was going to Ontario, so she was asking her fans, like, you know, where should I go, what should I do, and people literally, put, like, she came up, and she stayed at people's houses, her fans' houses. Right, you did tell me about this, uh, not, not, on, in a professional way, but you did yeah. tell me about it, um, and by the way, anybody, uh, spit names out. I will try. I I will always try. I I got to hang out with Corey Feldman last year because I will try. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, anybody you want and anyone listening, send in your suggestions. We'll try. And yeah, we'll uh, we'll uh, I now I'm confident in the show again. It's going in a good direction. We've worked out all the wrinkles. Uh, this weekend went exactly as it was supposed to. Thank you, Gord, for for your help. Um, it couldn't have been done without you. So I, yeah, I can contribute. You're, 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 you're a full partner. I don't think either of us expected that, but you're putting, <laughs> you're definitely putting your efforts into the show. And I kind of just w thought you'd be a, a funny guest once in a while. And, and, uh, <laughs> this is awesome the way it's turned out. Um, I mean, that's what I figured I'd do too. I figured I'd call him like once a month and just talk to you about something dumb and that would be about it. But you know, this is, I'm having a blast and I love doing this. I'm glad. Uh, so Ellen, Maybe let's not let's not say, but maybe. Um, also, another big announcement: I do believe the final lineup is done. I think Ashes of Purgatory is a full band. 
Yeah. So with the girl, I've I've always wanted to be in a band with a girl, and I have a girl. Her name is Amanda. She's extraordinary at everything. Very hard to determine what she's going to do for us because she's extraordinary at everything. It's really annoying. That's um, awesome, though. Great, That's amazing. Another fantastic guitar player, which is kind of funny because I ripped on him on the podcast one time because I saw him play live, and I totally ripped on him for like a half an hour. And yeah. now he is going to be a lead guitarist in Ashes of Purgatory. That's awesome. Uh, very talented. Just not. I was riffing on the band, not him exclusively. Um, very excited to have him. And I met with a guy last night. Uh, and just instant chemistry between the two of us. Um, we he showed me his music. I showed him mine, and we just he's fantastic. He's going to be an amazing addition for us. Uh, his name's Gay Rob. Um, <laughs> and that's how he introduced himself. He's Gay Rob. Uh, Gay Rob. Yeah, because there's so many people named Rob that yeah. you never remember Rob. But you always remember Gay Rob. That's true. So he calls himself Gay Rob. True. And that's why that's he true. does I just thought that's great. Not good. No, it couldn't be more heterosexual. But, yeah, he always... Is he not actually gay? No, he's not gay at all. Oh, that is fantastic. Well done, Rob. He just... He, 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 you remember a guy named Gay Rob. You don't forget that guy. Yeah. So he, really he calls himself Gay Rob. Not gay at all. <laughs> Lovely girlfriend. Uh, oh, that's so Just funny. makes it all the better. So, yeah. Uh, rehearsals will begin... I'm thinking October. I'm thinking I put the mayor thing to bed. And then we start rehearsing and uh, playing live next year. Oh, that's amazing. Really excited. Um, and of course, I'll do my best to try to hook you up with, with some uh, gigs out here if I'm able to. Please do. That's going to be first priority is getting back on the road. And you know, there's always, uh, there's always a spot on stage for you, Gord, if you're, if you're at a show or something. Um, oh, that'd be fucking, that'd be great. I'm most, most of the old stuff we played was two chords tops. Like, you could get up and just do it, and no one would know it wasn't me. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I, I, in, in Winnipeg, I didn't even play. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> My guitar was so far out of tune, it didn't even sound like I was, it was just, and I didn't play it, and people loved it. People loved it. People talked about that show for months. <laughs> Never play a note. That's how good I am. Uh, you know what you play? It's what you didn't play. You know what it really is? Because it's so funny. I, it was the most minimalist effort ever, and people rave, rave about it. This haunting guitar work. I was like, yeah, I did E for seven songs. <laughs> e minor and feedback. That's it. That's what made it work. You know what? Look at the edge. I don't think yeah. the Edge even knows the whole chord. He's <laughs> one of the most famous guitar players of all time. Uh, Brian May, another one. He didn't even play his guitar half the time. He stood next to Freddie Mercury and smoked. Speaking of which, by the way, have you ever seen a live clip of Queen playing Radio Gaga? I, you know, I don't know. Because, uh, first of all, I mean, I, you know, I don't listen to the radio. I never listened to the radio for the longest time. But now that I'm back in Ontario and I'm driving a car again, I'm listening to the radio quite a bit. And for some reason, Canadian radio stations are playing the living shit out of that song. It's, one of, it's probably my favorite Queen song. Really? I love the song. It was my first Queen song I ever heard. And I don't know what it is about the song, but I just fell in love with it. I've always loved the tune. 
because it's just so weird because yeah. there's like no guitaring in it. There's no, it's, it's not really music as much as it's just weird synthesizer stuff. Yeah. But I've always wanted to hear how it sounded live. And I, 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 every time I get on YouTube, I completely forget about this. So very cool. No, I, I, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, big, big things happening. Uh, it's going to be a huge year for, I think, uh, our show and, uh, the band and the band and just a lot of cool stuff going on. It's a very exciting time to be me. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome. And I'm glad that I can be a part of it and sharing some of this experience with you. Oh, me too. I, it's just been the best. Um, unfortunately, you know something, what's that? We do have to cut her short here. No, we do. We're, uh, we're, uh, where are we? Two hours and 31 minutes on the nut. <laughs> I wanted to do an hour. <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing. We're going to be cutting these down. Uh, that's a decision I did make. Uh, no more two-hour episodes. I will. If we go two and a half hours, that's going to be two or three episodes. Um, yeah. Industry standards, 40 minutes. Um, I think that's good. Uh, that also takes pressure off us to perform every night. We've got three nights recorded now. We can breathe a little easier and maybe okay, I, I come up with something more interesting. I don't know. It just um, makes it easier one, for us. One thing I just want to quickly say is um, having this time talking with you and doing the show with you, I've, I've absolutely been loving it. It's been so much fun for me. Um, but as, uh, there, there's a slight downside to this for me, and it's that I've come to regret not hanging out with you more while I was out in BC. Uh, you know what? I've always thought that, but uh, it was it was... The times, it was the circumstance, it was, you know, um, we, it was the way it was. We've always every been, time we hung out, we always got along so well. Oh, yeah. I'm, I've always called you a friend from the, from the first day yeah. we met. Uh, you've been my friend, Gord, uh, even though we didn't talk for a long time, that's, and that's <laughs> cool. Um, that's the, yeah, yeah, I've said the same thing, and I've just, I've always said, I've always loved, I always loved hanging out with you when... When you when you're dating my mutual friend, um, uh, I thought that was great because it gave us an excuse to be able to hang out a little bit more often. Yeah, and she was definitely um, pushing for that, which was awesome. Um, but yeah. then, really, you weren't missing much because uh, things took a, a pretty sharp turn after that relationship. Um, so it was uh, it wasn't very much fun. No. And then you went through a little not so fun period. Um, <laughs> and we met up and I showed you my comic book that time and we were talking about, you know, maybe we would have just been miserable. Maybe it's good we didn't hang out. I mean, everything happens for a reason, in right? a sense. Exactly. You know, sure. But, you know, I, just, I, do, I do regret because I just know that when we did hang out, it was always like when we got together, we just, we just clicked. Oh, it yeah. was fun. Yeah, you know, right. I always really enjoyed it. And we didn't need... We didn't need to get wasted to do anything. We didn't need to, you know, I didn't need to get stoned. I didn't need to get high for anything. We could actually just sit down and just talk. We could talk about anything. It'd be life, music. It didn't matter. We always had these interesting stories and interesting connections. And, yeah. And now so I'm ecstatically happy that we are where we are right now. And I'm really cool. excited for our future. So as I, I think I have so much fun talking to you. So I, that's awesome. I feel the exact same way. And I'm starting to feel that way about all you people listening. So tell your friends. Um, yeah. get everybody involved, get in on this. It's going to be a fun, fun, uh, year coming up, I think. Um, cause this is just getting cooler and cooler. 
Um, and get it on the ground level, folks. You ever hear about the experiences when people talk about, like, like when, uh, when computers, people got to invest in computers, only certain people invested in they got to make money? Yeah. This is your chance to get on the ground level with us, and you can get in and just be a part of this, and you can sit back and say, man, I've been with them since, you know, since the beginning, since the get-go sort of thing, when they, before anybody knew about them. And I was listening. And I got to tell you, I know for a fact, because I actually really admire this person. Uh, Ellen is much funnier than her TV show, Let's Her Be. Um... Her oh, stand-up yeah. is brilliant. She's a wonderful, funny lady. Groundbreaking. She got kicked off TV. People forget. Um, That's right. Yeah, she's coming out. People talk about Will and Grace like this revolutionary thing. No, she did it 10 years earlier and got fired for it. Uh, That's right. So, Will and you exist because of her. Um, That's right. Uh, and she's a wonderful woman. And if this actually happens and she hears us, she'll take us places. She makes people famous. She made Beaver. Yeah, she made Justin Bieber. Yeah, she she when she likes something, she makes it famous. That's right. Um, She's like Oprah, but better. The uh, one other thing I do want to announce because I I said this, but I haven't said it publicly. If I don't become mayor this year, I will run for school board anywhere on the school board, and I will make it a mandatory part of the curriculum that you cannot graduate high school without at least a certain amount of hours of listening to Ice-T consecutively and nothing else. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've been listening to Body Count for two days straight, and uh, you, it doesn't get better than that. Um, there, oh. there is so much, and new stuff. I didn't realize Body Count was doing new stuff. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, they, they, had an album, they have a new album and everything, yeah. He's got a song. I don't know what it's called. I've never heard it before. I've only heard it once, and I can't find it again. All about these pop stars. And uh, what's going on with pop music and how crap it is. <laughs> and he goes so far as to say, I'm not going to name you because that will make you more famous. <laughs> yeah, God bless you. Uh, just uh, brilliant. And then there was the way where he does his version of Institution with Suicidal Tendencies. Oh, I've already heard and, it. It's so good. The vegan? Mm. The vegan comes up to him, that ham sandwich is going to kill you. And he's like, I'm a vegan. He goes, I don't give a motherfuck if you eat motherfucking <laughs> sawdust. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> and he goes, do you know how much sugar is in that Kool-Aid? Do you know how much blood is in the human body? Do you want to see it? <laughs> I could not stop laughing when you, oh. when you reference that. Immediately after I said, yeah, I got that text. Immediately after, I went right up on YouTube and typed it was, I used to be vegan, and it came right up. It was like, oh, right after so you had been blocked, and I, I got the threat. I got, I'm going to block you like I blocked Nord. Oh, God, please, no. I just unfollowed her on uh, on Instagram, too. I realized that she never blocked me on Instagram. So. Well, I made a genuine, I tried to genuinely ask nicely, please stop telling me what to do. I'm happy you've made your choice. You can go read it, I think. Uh, you can go on my page and read it. I said, I'm very happy you found something that works for you. And you stuck with it for a year, and that's commendable, because people our age don't do that. Wonderful that you did this for yourself. Stop telling me what to do. It doesn't work for me. It's not my thing. I'm sorry. And the, the harmless, uh, the, 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 I don't care. It's not my thing. Um, yeah. And you're wrong about the dairy farmers of Canada. I'm sorry. Maybe in America they're shit. I'm sure they are. But in Canada, uh, our standards are ridiculous. And we don't allow that kind of shit to go on. Uh, that's the biggest sticking point in NAFTA right now. Uh, because right. we make it so ridiculous for Americans to sell milk in Canada that they can't. They don't. They can't afford it. Um, yeah. Because our standards are so much better. than. So wherever you get your information from, it's wrong. And uh, stop telling me what to do. And if that grounds to unfriend me, then thank God. Uh, yeah. yeah, I fully agree. Sorry. Uh, 
my stress level has actually alleviated quite a bit since not being friends with her because uh, I can imagine she's not. Yeah, because I just I don't have to deal with that level of stupidity anymore. Mary, I'm calling you out. You are not a smart person. I, I I'm sorry. You're not. You're a blind follower. You don't believe in facts. You don't believe in truth. You believe in just spouting bullshit constantly, and it's fucking annoying. And I made a promise to her yesterday, and I stuck to it. I had a whole meatloaf for lunch. Um, yeah, a, a whole meatloaf for lunch. One of those Safeway <laughs> ones. You get them for eight bucks at Safeway. They're they're preheated. They're sitting there for you. Delicious. Yeah. Just a, it is a fantastic meatloaf. Um, I don't know if they have out oh, your way. Check your local Safeway. Uh, no other store does it as good. I don't know what they do, but they've got this amazing meatloaf, and it's just. Nothing more satisfying after eating with a vegan than sitting down and eating an entire meatloaf. Uh, um, it's a loaf of meat. How can you go wrong with that? You can't. Genius. All right. Um, I got to go, guys. I'm, I'm about to die, uh, and I don't want to die. Um, so stick around. We're looking at Saturday. By Monday, we should have all everything up and published. I have one that's not published. Uh, which, oh, real quick, I gotta say, on the last episode that's published, uh, you tell a story about uh, a gay man you interacted with in your store, and, yes. uh, and how you're not gay, and that story it never sounded more gay in your life. You sound <laughs> so gay while you're telling that story, your voice gets a little higher, you just, you sound gayer than you've ever sounded. I thought, I was listening to it last night, laughing my ass off. Uh, so look forward to that when you listen to it you sound very very gay explaining how you're not oh, gay that's, uh, that's really funny I'll have everything up by Monday uh, uh, this has been a great week for the just so much fun and I've had a blast listening to it which is conceited and awesome um, but it's great that's all that matters so thanks everybody who's paying attention and you can now pay attention on all those fun sites you used to listen to us anywhere we're all over it uh, thank you, Anchor.fm. You get my full endorsement every time I'm talking to anyone ever. Uh, Christians, I love you. Um, I'll see. I hope someday we'll see each other around. I know. Uh, whether we go to where you say or where I say, well, we're all going together. Absolutely. I uh, <laughs> will be back. I don't know when I'll be back. Are you back tomorrow? Um. Well, no, probably not tomorrow. Right. Well, we'll figure it out. Well, I'll be well, back yeah, at let, some point. As usual, I'll let you know when I'm available. So, And uh, we'll, we'll see you when we see you, kids. Until then, take care of each other. Be nice, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good podcast. Um, that was fun. I am literally, my phone's going to die, though. So, okay. Uh, if I get cut off, I'm sorry. No worries. Um, um, thank uh, you for again for a great night, man. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, I, can't, I always can't wait to go listen to it. That's not the fun of editing it is I get to hear it. Because I, I generally forget what we talked about by this point, so. Well, we cover way too much. We so. do, that, and I love that. I meant that in that text the other night. Like, who, what other news show do you get? Literally every topic that's ever happened. Never. Um, and the best just segues that make no sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> squirrels to watermelons. I don't know. It's awesome. It's, it's so much fun. People are responding, so. That's all that matters. Uh, yeah, and I'll get, I, did you get that song eventually? This, I, I emailed it again. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah I got it. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, I liked it. Ironically enough, though, it, you sent me, the song itself is like, what, maybe two and a half, no, three minutes long? And I sent you the 34-minute one. 
The 34-minute one. So it's just like 30 minutes of silence. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I have no idea how that happened. Um, but, yeah, it's a great... You're waiting for the hidden track, and it's not coming. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm waiting. There's got to be a message at the end of this. Where the fuck is it? No, there's nothing. I love it. But, no, I really I really like it. Um, yeah, it's very uh, you're very weird vocal style. Really yeah. different. I like it. Yeah. I thought, uh, I thought you might. Um, I hoped you would. But yeah, after I when it, that breakdown after the second chorus, where it just gets all kind of Queens of the Stone Age, I love it. Yeah, it's, uh, no, really good. The music on that was really, really good. I really oh, liked it. I'm glad. Yeah, this no, is I enjoyed my favorite. it. Um, and that second, that second verse just slays me. Yeah, so, uh, I, I really, really enjoy it. I thought it was really, really funny. I've been quoting a couple of lyrics from it to my <laughs> girlfriend, having, so having some laughs. So. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of. Gave up. You can see me giving up, like, because there's two very distinct vocal lines in the beginning, and then it just it's one with chorus near the end. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I just got lazy. Uh, anyway, I'm glad you like it. But it um, still works. I have more coming. I have a new Ashes song coming. Um, really creepy. Ooh. I really like it. And, uh, yeah, it's called, uh, I don't know what it's called. I don't have a title for it. But it's really good. It's about a guy I know. Who is very tortured and it's creepy. Oh, well, um, let's just call it creepy. It could be. Yeah, really? it's great. Uh, <laughs> really cool. Um, yeah, and then I don't know. I'm just I don't know where this is coming from, but I gotta capture lightning while I can, right? So that's it. Uh, there'll be more soon. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm out. I'm tired. <laughs> Yeah. Alright, uh, my friend. Yeah, I am too. I gotta go. I am gonna go and crash the fuck right out. Yeah, it's right behind you in whatever. Bank of Montreal, I decided to sleep at tonight. Um, but you know me, I'll text you 15 times tomorrow like an annoying woman. No, absolutely. I look forward to it. Alright, man. Have a great night. You too, brother. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Okay. Oh, it just died. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's.